Hello everyone, welcome to Chat Shit, Get Fit, The Diets. This is a series where we cover all the numerous diets out there in the world and we give our no BS study back view on them. In this first episode, we thought we'd start with a bang and go into the vegan diet and lifestyle. It's controversial and there's a lot of uh, information out there to absorb, so we've got a guest with us this week, uh, Mark from At Strong To Be Useful. He's been training for about 10 years now, and being a vegan himself, um, you know, he's always vocal about it, but in, in, the, in the right way, in a way we think is approachable, so that's kind of why we've got him on, on this episode. Um, and he goes into a lot, not just ethically, but he goes to the performance side as well, so it's really great to tap into his experience and his knowledge with everything vegan. It's a bloody long episode, but I think every minute is worth hearing, so let's get into it. Hello boys, how are we doing? Welcome back. Hello mate, I'm back in London, I'm back in civilization. Civilization. Andy, how about you mate? Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm good, I'm good. Second second week down in my new job, still haven't killed anyone, I'm sound. And we're joined this week by a guest as well, we've got Mark. Say hello Hi Mark. guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Well, well technically we don't know, this could be um, a ploy to uh, catch yeah. out Tom on this, because we don't actually see his face. <laughs> This could be the government putting on. You could be a pigeon. I could yeah. be a vegan shill you know I mean? from the Leguminati to try and uh, get turn you all into <laughs> women from eating soy protein, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, this is something that annoys me, is that we're always talking about... Well, we're not We're not always talking about um, grooming on the internet. <clears throat> well, I don't know about you, Bill. Not, but... but, <laughs> but <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> we need to consider something, and that is... How do we know the groomers are even human? I mean, birds. do birds have thumbs? Are they able to use keyboards? <laughs> what? If you, look like, if you look at a pigeon's foot, it's got like almost like a, a thumb, hasn't it? Am I the only person... You've got birds are grooming people. Y- yeah, online. And, and Mark could be one. <laughs> for all you, for all you know, you never know. So Mark, Mark is a mechanised vegan bird. Who grooms people online with his little thumbs? I bet, I bet he's sat in his room thinking, "What the fuck have I got myself into right now?" I literally am, yeah. Um. And let me let me tell you something. It would make a lot of sense. I want you to think critically, think objectively from now on, because it will make a lot of sense. Perhaps, perhaps the vegan movement doesn't want us to eat meat because they know it will stop us from consuming what birds are left. Because if we eventually start if we eventually run out of chickens, what are we going to go to next? We're going to go for the pigeons, aren't we? 100%. Yeah. Let's be honest. If if Tesco are using horse meat in their lasagnas, KFC is going to definitely go for pigeons, ain't it, eventually? But of course, the pigeons don't want that. Do you know why they don't want that? Because they're not real. Because <laughs> they're not real. They're yeah. tiny well, drones. Like fucking going. <laughs> pigeons are actually like little mechanised drones that the government used to spy on us. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mark. <laughs> oh, I bet you're glad you joined us. Yeah. Fuck me anyway. What the we'll, fuck we'll, is going We'll, we'll move swiftly on from the birds again because that's gonna that's a fucking recurring thing. So, so this week, guys, we're launching a brand new series. It's uh, chat shit, get fit, the diet. So we're going to go into all the various diets there is out there. Uh, there's numerous ones, but we thought we'd start off with a bang. We'll go for probably one of the most controversial ones, and that is going vegan. And we've got Mark with us this week, who's uh, he's quite vocal in the vegan community. And he, he, always, he always comes up with some really good points from what I've seen from him online as well. We'll link his Instagram down in the show notes so you can sort of follow him and see what he's up to. But he does make some really good points quite often, so that's why we've, we've got him involved. So I think we'll start with, 
why are we or not vegan? So, Andy, Tom, we'll start with you two. Why are you two not vegan? Uh, I'll go. Okay. Uh, oh. You're definitely going first. To be honest, mate, I'm not vegan. Uh, it seems like a lot of fucking hassle. It, okay. If, all honesty, I'm. My wife cooks. I'm not going to lie. She takes care of me. To be honest, I'm. I'm fucking that kind of uh, old school Englishman. Uh, I need someone special in my life to help me survive. But um, so I'm like a quite a simple eater. I'll have like pretty much the same breakfast, same sort of lunch, same sort of dinner. You know, I, I'm not looking for. Uh, I look on a performance side of life more than oh this is delicious you know what i mean that's i'm not i'm not one of them you know what i mean i know what i like and I, I like that way uh so change change is an issue is that what you're um not change is an issue i think it it's just a fucking drastic thing for me you know it's okay it's, yeah i think because of how like you go into a shop and i i don't think i'm f- f- like i don't have the full knowledge of it like anything like that I don't think it's as easy as I'll oh, just take meat away and because of this, you know. There's a there's a lot more, and the more that you read about it, the more you understand it. And there is a fucking lot to it. Um, so like, I tip my hat to vegans and like fucking vegetarians and all that. I do because uh, it it's, it's it takes a lot of dedication, which I ain't got. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. At least you're being honest, man. I mean, we'll get this episode. Hopefully, we'll hope maybe change your your view a little bit as you get educated because education is key, isn't it? Yeah. That's oh, hundred percent. I think that's what a lot of people yeah. fall fall down on is being educated. What about you, Tom? Are you quite similar or? Um. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I I'm a meat eater. Um. I I have done things like meat free Mondays before. Um. You notice the keyword there is I've done them before. How comes I don't do them anymore? Um. Mainly for socioeconomic reasons, which my little buzzword there. Um, simply because when I was doing Meat Free Mondays, it was um, it was that product, uh, corn, corn. So corn with a Q. Okay, yeah. do, you, do you know what I mean? When they do things like it's yeah. uh, plant-based chicken nuggets, minus the chicken or pigeon. Um, you know, it's things like you know, meat-free mints, meat-free steak bakes. So all, all these kind of like, I don't want to say fake foods because that's really stigmatising, but it's, it's like the plant-based version of meat products, basically. Um, around the time that I was, uh, I, I was, I was uh, consuming that, it was, it was pretty much it was on offer. It was cheap to buy it, and then when the price hiked up, because it was on like uh, four bags for six pound, and you know I've got two kids, money is tight at the end of the day. But yeah, basically, around the time that I was able to consume it, it was affordable for me. And then when the price hiked up, I just simply stopped buying it. Um, another thing is as well is that I do fall into the category of, um. I like food to be simple, and because I've grown up with this template of you have a side of meat and then a side of veg and then maybe a side of something else as well, it's very easy for me to make food very quickly and to plan it very quickly. I'm sure if society's I put, taught you a certain way of yeah, doing things, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure if I was to decide to go vegan, I could actually reverse that and I could have a template of vegan food. I mean, if I'm being brutally honest, I never properly started eating vegetables until my teens, where I, where I became a bit more privileged. That I was able to learn how to cook. I actually had the appliances to do so. Uh, I had the money to actually afford it as well, because that is another big thing, is that it can be quite costly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I am a meat eater. Um, and the thing is, I do consider myself an animal lover. And I can admit, it is quite hypocritical. But, you know, as human beings, we are inherently fucking evil as it is anyway so you know i've got to admit that yeah okay <laughs> the the meat industry it you know it is it's it's not it's not a kind place and i suppose that i am i i've I de- because i've never actually been to a factory farm i'm disassociated 
yeah, from what yeah. actually happens within the meat industry. I'm desensitized yeah, it, to it. it. To one side. Yeah, you once put it to one side, pretend it doesn't happen. Yeah. But yeah. see, see, I uh, that that doesn't bother me. I'd be a de- I, I don't get guys. Don't fucking pick on me, Bill and Mark. All right, because. Yeah, I, I get where you're at, okay? I, I understand it, and I do kind of, sorry, but uh, so growing up early, um, sort of late teens, early 20s, uh, before the army, I used to work in a chicken factory. Okay. So I'd see, yeah, so I'd see him come through, and I worked Fuck all... Me, that's a revelation. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I worked... that. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. Chicken <laughs> factory, you made, yeah, you, you made birds. Well, I, I'm, oh, I'm, I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. So I worked in all, uh, all. so when they used to come to me, it would be like heads cut off, fucking feathers. Well, the machine would pluck the feathers and I would sort of hang them. If they still got feet, I'd take them off sort of thing. And then you worked into the actual actual factory itself. So like, do you know, they'd come round, I'd sort of pop the legs, tie the band. I'd done that as well. And then I worked in the freezer for a little while, packing them and sending them on their way. So I've done all of it. Um, I don't know. I don't know, maybe... Desensitised you, maybe, to it. Yeah, maybe I just... became a routine job for you. you don't, yeah. yeah, I just... It doesn't... I don't want... Wow, well, fuck it. Do you know what I mean? It. I just. It's just one of them things, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? It's something that you've just... You're just used to, aren't you? Not just you personally, but society as well. I mean, food, meat in particular, is made to look sexy, isn't it? If yeah. you go onto Instagram, there's a whole fucking uh, hashtag of food porn where people are drizzling things onto steaks. Yeah. You know? Bacon and eggs and they, food is they, food is made to look sexy, isn't it? But at the same time, it's like on the flip side. When it comes to vegan food, it's almost demonised. You know, it's made to look like, oh look how pathetic this looks, etc. When I, when we go through the stuff that was on my story, someone made a really good point about that. We'll talk about it when we get to it. But we'll move on to you, Mark. Why why are you sitting there, mate? Uh, what, why are you why are you a vegan? Um, just to get them sweet protein sponsorship deals, really. No, in in reality, um, you've come to the right podcast for, for the animals, right? I mean, that's that's the definition of veganism, right? It's not a diet um, as such. You know, it's trying to reduce suffering and exploitation of animals, right? As far as you practically can. So for me, like I'm an animal lover. I've always kind of felt an uh, an affinity to to nature. Um, I love how it all kind of flows and sort of balances. Um, always been to, quite into like the outdoors and stuff. So kind of seeing, yeah, so what can you practically do to like avoid some of this suffering? Well, that's go vegan, obviously. So yeah, it, it's very much a, an ethical choice for me, um, not just, you know, to try and get a six pack or live forever or whatever. Yeah, because I mean, if, if correct me if I'm wrong, but you were you were already in the physique you've got now, you already had it before you went vegan, was it? Or something? Uh, something not I mean, quite. I mean, I've been training, anyway, I've been training for 10 years, uh, all in all. Um, started with like home calisthenic stuff, kind of what I'm doing now, basically. Um, got into powerlifting for a few years, uh, kind of got bored with that, and then started to do sort of power building, I call it really, just like the blend between kind of size and strength. Like a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably what the vast majority of people want in the gym, really. Um, turned vegetarian first as a sort of transition, um, kind of just as like an experiment, really. Like I was talking to a vegan friend at the time and they sort of convinced me to try it out. And, and I expected, I, w- I was kind of into sort of like a paleo kind of thing before that. And I was expecting, you know, I'm going to go veggie, I'm going to lose all my gains, I'm going to waste away and all this stuff. Um, and after a few weeks, I felt really good. And I was like, okay, you know, this works. I just kind of kept it up. But the more and more that I was looking into it and the more I was seeing about it, it was kind of just holding over me that like, you know, this is not right, you need to go vegan. 
so I, you know, I realized that those industries are still kind of horrific, really. So the only option for me was to go vegan. Um, and so I, you know, started to gradually transition towards that. And I've been vegan now for about 18 months. Um, but I was always been into lifting and training and everything else. So I was like, you know, how can I do this while still being able to do what I love without it affecting that? So of course done, you know, sort of research and trial and error and things, um, so that I can still support my training. And I've only seen really positive benefits from since being vegan. Um, yeah, so that's me really. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm me, and this is probably gonna be a bombshell for some of the listeners because some people who know me well will probably already know, but a lot of people won't know is that I've, I think since about, since about March, I've pretty much gone full, full vegan on my, on my diet. I'm not going to say full vegan entirely because as we all know, being vegan is not just your food, it's your entire lifestyle. And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't using some shampoo, which might have, I mean, it's it's a gradual thing, isn't it? You've got to slowly adjust to these things. I said, the diet is I've gone there now. I can guarantee you that certain listeners are going to be bombarding you with text messages right now. That's why I I didn't want to say anything in the episode. But, but Why? Why, yes. Why is there such a stigma with I, it? Well, exactly, because I mean, I so I was doing it gradually before. So for about probably the last year, I was sort of doing half and half. So half my meals would probably be like be plant based, and then half my meals would be normal. So like I'd have my normal eggs, and you know, I'd have chicken or something. And then I might have the next day I might have tofu scramble instead or something like that. And but then it was only since about March I've gone the full the full transition. Where practical though. So I mentioned it before. Where when I say practical, I mean the example I'll give here is when my missus she had when she got COVID, we weren't allowed to leave the house. So. And because we're at our parents at the moment, they obviously they're not vegan, so they had freezers full of food, and we couldn't go out and go shopping or anything. So we basically had to eat what was in the house. And I'm not going to sit there and starve and be like, no, it's not, it's not vegan. It's what was practical. So I had to eat what was in the freezer because we weren't allowed to leave the house because she was in bed in shit state. So I think that's that's where it's important is where, where practical. You, what it seems like to me and what I've, I've known of you is is that you're quite laid back with it. It's not like a push. Mm. So for no, me no. with with vegans, uh, there's this big stigma about fucking pushiness. Militant. Yeah, yeah, like militant. if you're not yeah. a vegan, you're a piece of shit. You should die. And you're like, so there's a guy I don't know his name. Uh, he's really big in Australia uh, about vegans and that. And uh, he's very he's very blunt with some some of the things he does. Oh, Joey Carb Carbstrong is it? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and it's and what it what it does it's it's a case of because I don't I don't think there's anybody that like is born this way or you know what I mean you you start from here and most people have a just a general change in life don't they and and what I've seen to him it's like most most people 20s 30s you know what I mean I've never never seen a kid that's like like that way there might be I'm t- could be totally wrong about this but um most people yeah they it's a sort of change later on in life, isn't it? Sort of as you, as you get you get grow up a bit, and you're like, oh, okay, this is yeah. What well, that's, doing that's like me, man. So I, I literally changed. The reason I went is just is for the ethical reasons. It wasn't because I thought, oh, I mean, I've never even seen that documentary. What is it, Game Changers? So yeah. People say, oh, you watch that. Water pile up. We're not talking about. I, I've that. never even seen that, so I, I can't even comment on that. But I I went for the ethical reason. It was people like Joey. I mean, he's quite aggressive with the way he, he brings it across. But just watching it, I was like, I'll be honest with you, I didn't agree with what was going on in the industry, and that's I looked at. It, I thought, well, that's not for me, really. I don't agree with it. And there's now we're in a day age where there's alternatives so i said why not i'll give it a go i tried it and i'm, I'm getting on with it quite well so like i've got two major points with this really um i don't like I don't, i'm not a big fan of the pushiness and i know it's not yeah. everybody but everybody's not got that sort of platform he's got he has got a big platform yeah for like for vegans i, th- I think because pretty much everybody knows who he Massively, is yeah. and he, even though he does the right thing like the ethics and that, I don't like how he is. He's just like you're a fucking murderer, and 
And it's I like mean, you've got, I, 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 you've got like um, different aspects of like the psychology around like what's going to work for certain people, and I think it's kind of good to have multiple approaches. Um, and it's going to be dependent on your personality. Like, like his style is not really me because that's not really my personality. But I think in terms of just like getting it out there and just getting a very clear message and not, you know, pandering to people or, or whatever, really just sticking to his guns. He's very good at that. It may put some people off and then in turn it may help others. But then you've also got, you know, other activists taking a slightly different approach. We're all going to have our own uh, approach. We're not always going to agree with everything. We're all different people, you know. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I admire his passion. Yeah. It's not personally my way of doing it. But, yeah, I have to respect the guy. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I watched I watched his stuff before, and it, it did kind of resonate with me a little bit because he was quite aggressive. And I was thinking, "Fuck me, he's, he's calling me a fucking murderer for eating scrambled eggs." And then when I looked into it more, I was like, "Well, it's hard to de- it's hard to deny the facts because I wasn't I yeah. didn't take it too personally." It but then when you actually look into it and educate you know, yourself, it 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 shocks yeah. you, and it's that shock value, but that gets the message across, you know. Yeah, it works for some people. Yeah. See, admittedly, I do have an issue with that. Um, so here's the thing. Veganism for ethical reasons, I applaud, and it's totally respectable. It is really respectable. And I think, you know, if people want to gradually transition by doing things like meat-free Mondays, two meat-free days a week, etc., fantastic. For ethical reasons, it is highly respectable. However, it is human nature that the more you're militant against someone, the more you're actually going to push them away, especially when the thing about veganism and like the carnivore diet and keto, and I want to go into those in a minute as well because that's quite an interesting point, but it's almost become like an ideology now. So we were talking about the difference between, oh, veganism might not be a diet for some people as it's a lifestyle, whereas a diet would be your habitual eating patterns. But for some people, it's become an ideology. And with ideologies, you could become very passionate. You know, religion's an ideology, and we've had fucking walls and bloodshed over it. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. Well, I mean, it is an ideology, really it's a it's an ethical stance yeah it's not a, a diet no however it can be a bit unfair to there are certain demographics that realistically they don't have access to vegetables and fruits 2018 and to call them... 2019 sorry there were 14.3 million people that live in poverty just in the uk alone okay and for him to be up in people's face saying you're a fucking murderer when all they're living on is fucking ready meals for a quid i don't think that's the right approach i'm sorry that's yeah, anything yeah. i'm getting yeah. nasty about because maybe cause i'm sorry you could be like you could be like yeah 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 i want to but maybe i haven't got the funding to do it because it is quite an expensive habit well we can get into we're going to get Look to that at, on one of the points we'll get into we, prices on, on yeah i'll get, I'll get stuff, what you're saying yeah. i'll get what you're saying yeah, andy. We can have a few points yeah, on that i do one. get what you're saying but yeah basically what andy said was the <laughs> the more militant version of what he I was going to say. He went Joey strong on us, didn't he? <laughs> but I mean, can I quickly go back to, I mean, here's the thing that like, okay, we're talking about veganism uh, and a stig- stigma around it, you know, oh, you're going to be weak, etc. Oh, you're definitely, if you're vegan, then you're inherently going to be militant. You're going to be unable to have discussion. Well, actually, the year 2020, and it's flipped around a little bit because we now have ideological movements such as the keto and carnivore crowd, and they're exactly the same. Just because someone's, you know, it's not just veganism. There's also the meat eaters. We've got carnivore and keto on the flip side. And if you've ever come across the, you know, the carnivore zealots or the fucking Dr. Fun keto zealots, 
Jesus Christ, you know, I think you'd have a there's better all, stuffing I mean, there's than a vegan than a carnivore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, people just, they get, they get so deeply enrooted with a dietary lifestyle. So obviously veganism can be different if it's in regards to ethical reasons, but I'm talking about more in like a diet sense. People become, people's diets can become their personalities almost. Obviously, if you're eating for ethical reasons, it's a you know a different story. But in regards to things like keto and carnivore, they could be dickheads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I got sent a DM by someone yesterday. I got sent a DM by someone on a, a carnivore page yesterday. Well, basically, I follow a page that was like looking at some of the posts on a carnivore forum and some of the sort of uh, health problems that people were having on it. Um, I replied with sort of a jokey comment, and then I got a DM from someone who I presume was a carnivore, and it was like pictures concealed to see, you know, you can't see it. So I assume it was either a dick pic or a picture of like an animal being slaughtered or something. So yeah, they're not always the uh, the nicest people back. <laughs> no, they are. They are like the heaven's gate of the dietary world. They are like just absolute cultists. It's insane. Yeah. Talk about the but carnivore it's, lot here. It's just getting... You've got, to, you've got to look in a subjective manner, haven't you? You've got to look... You you can't be so narrow-minded and think that your way... And I get why people do it for the ethical reasons. I, I, I totally yeah. understand that. And that's one thing with you, Tom. I, I can applaud and I respect why you do it for the things that you do it. But it's that narrow-minded, like, you're a piece of shit if you don't do it like we do it. You know, that's sort of forceful. And it comes the same way as us, like, you fucking hear these cowboys in fucking Texas that are like, if you don't eat meat, I'm going to shoot you and I'll take you to my land and bury you. That sort of, you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. Opposite end yeah, of the scales. Yeah. You don't eat a you steak, want, you hate America. You hate America? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you a faggot boy? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's sort of... <laughs> what? You, you don't eat burgers? Are you one of those Al-Qaeda? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, I can get it. So. Apologies to our American followers. I want to uh, quickly move on. So we've, we, there's obviously a clear ethical stance behind, you know, veganism. And I oh, think that, that's crucial. I'm, I'm going to make, when we do, there's going to be, obviously, there's normally a blog article in relation to our episodes. I'm going to kind of give out loads of studies and stuff, kind of showing the ethical side of it. But I don't want to get drawn too much into it in terms of the whole episodes about the ethical side. I want to get into the common yeah. misconceptions and what people, so, because people are afraid. Some people don't know. They don't know enough to want to go vegan. So I've got a whole list here we're going to go through of, and hopefully we're going to debunk a lot of it. I mean, you two, Andy and Tom, not being vegan, you might have counterpoints, but I know me and Mark have obviously got our own points and our own experiences anyway. Mark more than myself. So we'll start with protein then. This is one I had coming in as well. This is one I see all the time on the internet. You can't get enough protein or the protein shit. Now I know for a fact that's not true. If you look at those, I mean, there's numerous sources of pro- really good quality protein. So for example, soy tofu that and that's a big one tofu is like it's easily easily accessible in the shops figure me if wrong it's, it's cheap as well if you compare i don't know if you compare tofu to chicken breast two yeah, portions of chicken breast and two portions of tofu they're about the same. if anything tofu is cheaper and it offers the same amino acid profile as well i mean uh, am, I, am i right in saying this mark it's a complete yeah, amino acid yeah. profile in tofu absolutely yeah absolutely and that's yeah. And, yeah and that's what people don't think they think that even though they don't think they can get enough protein, they, they think the protein they can get is is shit and it hasn't got the right amino acids and stuff. So um, I'll quickly rattle off the complete the complete aminos in the vegan world. For those who don't know, you've got quinoa, uh, spirulina. 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 Yeah, I take that. It's actually really good. Really good in uh, shakes. It's a complete amino acid profile there. I never knew that when I originally bought it. I took it on on. I took it as an actual spoon years back. I just got oh a heap. Jesus. Yeah, I didn't. I did not have a fucking Fuck clue what I was doing. And I <laughs> yeah, took a to tablespoon of spirulina. It was like the cinnamon yeah. challenge, but green. Oh, oh <laughs> mate, no. 
But yeah, so talking about the sources, so they're just some of the complete ones. And even the ones that aren't complete, the whole point is if you're having a balanced, varied diet, you're going you're gonna to have that complete profile anyway. So you're not just going to have one bit of food on your plate. You can have various elements to your, to your meal. So I think that's... If I can just make a, a point on, uh, on that one. You say complete. Well, technically all plant proteins are complete, as in that they contain every single amino acid that there is. Um, the only incomplete protein is gelatin, which is animal uh, product. So they are complete in that sense. It's just that the ratios are slightly different. So it was yeah, based okay. on a very old study back in like the 50s where he considered sort of certain ratios as being incomplete, but they are complete in that they contain every single amino acid. But the, the, oh, most, okay. so the most important factor really is to just eat a range of protein. You've a got diverse, the, the sort of higher... Diverse, yeah. yeah. So you've got the higher quality ones like uh, like soya and hemp. Uh, yeah, so, so those are kind of more favorable ones, if you like. But mm. all the protein that you find in, in fruits and vegetables and oats and, and nuts and everything else, it all still adds up at the end of the day. Um, you know, and your, your liver stores certain amino acids for when it needs it, right? Because we, we obviously digest protein down into individual amino acids and then reform them to make protein. So... It doesn't really matter where that protein comes from, whether it came from plants or whether it came from an animal that ate the plants. It all ends up as the same shit at the end of the day. So as long as you're eating an adequate amount of protein and like particularly obviously if you're into the gym and building muscle and stuff um, and you're eating a range of variety, then you're, you're going to be pretty good. right? It's not really going to be an issue. So I keep hearing, uh, sorry, I keep hearing that um, like vegan stuff like that, they they depend on soy quite heavily in their diets. Can you like, can I you mean, elaborate that sort it, of myth that one I've, food, I've been told? Yeah, I mean, it's one food that there are a lot of options available. I think just because it's it's quite cheap, it's, convenient, it's quite it? convenient, it's a good protein source. Um, you don't have to use soy. I mean, quite a lot of like meat replacements and stuff are made using soy, but you can find ones without it if you want to go that route. Um, you can certainly like nuts and protein and, and beans and things. Um, so you've got quite a lot of options without having to go for soy if it's something that you're, you know, if you're allergic to it or, or whatever. Um, but, you know, there's no one exact diet. You can always adjust it and adapt it to find what kind of fits you, really. As long as you get enough, I think it's the most important thing. I mean, yeah. we had a discussion, me and Tom, there was a guy who showed me saying, as long as, long as you're getting the adequate protein for your activity level, there's no, there's no difference really between plant-based and non-plant-based is, I mean, really. when it you're at, doesn't make a difference yeah when you're at the higher amounts yeah so if you know if you're eating a tiny tiny amount of protein then yeah it might make a difference but you shouldn't be doing that if you're trying to make gains anyway um if you're eating you know the kind of recommended around sort of two grams per kg of body weight essentially you're sort of saturated um with amino acids as it were so at that range, it doesn't really make any difference. And of yeah, course, I'm if you're about just eating grams a day, personally, so oh, you're more than me then. I'm probably about one eighty-ish. So yeah, so I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, you gonna say, Tom? I'll continue. Actually, I mean, this kind of goes in regards to like the amino acid profile, like the complete proteins of a plant-based protein, etc. This kind of goes in hand with our last episode on BCAAs, where we was talking about. So Mark said ratios. And uh, that's, you know, that's the key here is that with amino acids, you'll get different ratios. So, for example, a BCAA supplement, usually the most popular one is a ratio of 2-1-1. So different sources of protein from plants would have different ratios. So if you're getting a diverse range, then there shouldn't really be an issue. I'll, I'll have to go and kind of double check my sources on that, but there shouldn't be an issue. But I think this goes back to 
if you're kind of new to veganism and you don't really understand if there's a template or not of what you should be eating, like, I'm going to go vegan tomorrow, but I've got no fucking idea what to do. I'll just drink soy. And that's because that's, that's what I've been led to believe. I've just been led to believe that if I want to get protein, I've just got to drink soy from a vegan diet. And that's just, that's being educated. Well, do, yeah. You so know, research you do and, your and homework. Make it yeah. A gradual position. Yeah. So you can actually increase your template and what to have, and you can see what you should be having to have a diverse range of protein. So, so what would you say is is a good optimal and like your personal opinion and Mark's personal opinion? What would you say? Because a lot of people go flash to bang. That's kind of world we live in now, isn't it? It's like I'm vegan tomorrow morning. That's it. I'm and then, and it's a shock. What would you say would be a sort of a good gradual time if if there's anyone listening here? Because it's quite interesting. I'm I'm looking to not say like get, i'm not gonna go full but i i wouldn't mind you know what i mean my wife's always saying like can we do a couple of days here and there what would you say to these guys that are listening what would be a gradual incline that it's not too much of a shock that that they end up just reverting back to where they were oh, and hating it just killed a spider is it a big one Fuck it. Oh, poor oh, this is not the this is not Fuck the thing sake, i <laughs> mark i'll let you uh, answer this question mate um, so, I mean, I would, I would take a couple of, of months to sort of slowly transition in as much as like you can be super uh, enthusiastic about something. And I'm sure some people have watched, you know, certain documentaries and be like, that's it. I'm going vegan like next day. But what you've got to look at here is like long term success. So, you know, if you just make that switch suddenly and you have no idea what to buy, you have no idea what foods to eat. You don't know if you're eating enough calories, or you're getting the right vitamins or you feel bloated or whatever you're not necessarily going to keep that up so take your time to sort of do some research into multiple protein sources where you can go what parts in the supermarket you're going to need to know a little bit about nutrition to, to make sure you are healthy really just because there's kind of there's sort of less room for error i would suppose so you do need a bit of knowledge to really kind of know what you're doing um so look at it as a like a long-term plan take a couple of months there's no rush to get there just think like you know long term i want to i want to be in for the ethics so i want to slowly cut back so that i can maintain this for hopefully the rest of my life so you know research what uh, vitamins you might be lacking or are less likely to get so you make oh you're gone mark tell you what bill he's, no, he's it's gonna be a fucking challenge now isn't it <laughs> i bet he's seething isn't he it's just I like get it i, 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 I shouldn't have killed that, that spider no He's on his. He's in the car now, coming to fucking where you are. He sees you on the map. He's getting you. <laughs> are you back, Mark? I'm back. Did you did you miss that? Yeah, quite a bit of it, mate. Like, give yourself a few months to kind of transition slowly, right? Especially if you've been eating a certain way your whole life, it can seem like such a radical change and such a big step. But if you're looking for like long term success, not just like tomorrow, that's it. I'm going to go vegan and that's it, because you know, you might be missing things. You might not know how to cook certain foods or how to make them tasty. You might be craving certain foods. You might not be eating enough calories or whatever. And you start feeling like shit or you start feeling bloated. And then you're not going to keep that up, you know. So do some research. Learn about nutrition. Learn what foods you eat. Learn if there are any sort of particular areas you need to particularly focus on as a vegan. Because I would say there's like a bit less room for error. You do, you do need to know what you're doing um, to an extent. But th there's no rush. Focus on 
like just gradually adding things in, especially things like say like beans and legumes, which it can kind of take a while for like your like stomach and your bacteria in your stomach to kind of adapt to these foods. That's an important. Um, so just adding in like small amounts at a time and gradually increasing and gradually phasing out animal products. I mean, some things are super easy to switch. You know, you can swap out cow's milk for oat milk or whatever. Um, but incorporating foods like uh, lentils and things like that, it might take a bit more it's different, isn't um, it? <laughs> of a difference as well as because like the macro profile is different as well because you're looking at, say, it's like a protein source and a carb source. So you need to kind of factor that in. It's not just like, okay, if I take away the chicken and have a bunch of lentils instead, okay, I'm getting some protein, but I'm also getting more carbs now than I used to, if you see what I mean. So you need to sort of yeah. slowly adapt your meals um, towards that until eventually, you know, you feel good and you can hopefully continue it long term. In regards to any dietary change, it is a it does take time to adapt, and especially if it's going to be something that you want to be sustainable. And you could say it's about, as I said, not just veganism; it could be any kind of dietary change. Uh, as I said, like um, I didn't probably start eating fruit and vegetables until my teenage years. And to be fair, I actually quite enjoyed the journey. It was a big learning curve, but I actually enjoyed learning because um, beforehand, if I'd go into a supermarket and I'd see a fruit, not, not so much a fruit. Because you can just eat those raw, do you know what I mean? But if you, if I saw a vegetable, I'd be like, what, what, what the fuck do I do with that? You know, but like, no, I mean, I, I enjoyed learning, well, what can I do with this? How can I add it to fins? You know, admittedly, I was still eating meat products at the time, you know, but, uh, you know, things like adding peppers, etc., to a burrito, stuff like that. Learning how where to kind of, I can add kidney beans to this, etc., etc. You know, I did enjoy the learning uh, process. Blast the fin, it was a learning process. Nothing... I wasn't fucking vegan master chef overnight. It took a long time to learn, you know, and learn from my mistakes as well. Because here's the thing, I didn't realize at the time just how filling vegetables were at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm thinking yeah. that's something yeah. we're going to probably go on to later on. You know, the volume of uh, you know vegetables, but like, yeah, Jesus Christ, what a difference! And you know, to this day, I I now consume lots of vegetables. Yeah, so going back to protein quickly, I just want to mention that, so we're talking about making small changes and making it a sort of a gradual change over time is, in terms of protein, I think there's so, there's so many options out there now. I mean, obviously, if we go back years and years, yeah, maybe they weren't available. But think for things like chicken, if you want a chicken substitute, you can go to you can go to Asda now and you can get a pack of chicken, which is it costs the same as the vegan version. And it tastes pretty good, if I'm being honest. It doesn't I mean, obviously, it doesn't taste exactly like chicken, but it tastes pretty good. They've put all the herbs and spices in there. It's normally soy-based, and it looks like chicken as well. And it's probably even better because you've got all the stringy, bloody bits in there as well. It's just like it's made to look nice as well. And you've, you've got options like that now where you can get that as an easy swap. Or for eggs, tofu scramble, that's an easy swap. Mints, there's plant-based mints. You know, there's so many good options now that you can change for your protein sources. I mean that corn, um, that cornbread I was talking about. That was really nice, really nice. And admittedly, I actually added it in with real meat as well. But you know, I mean, it's <laughs> for yeah, sake. It's, 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 <laughs> it's definitely not something to turn your nose it. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that's what I mean. There are so many options. That obviously, be careful though. You've mentioned corn quite a few times there, but from my experience, I know corn. They have not a lot all of corn um, is vegan, is it? It's, it's no, it's not, is it? A lot of it has milk and eggs in, which is quite. Oh yeah, really? You have to do. Yeah, you have to look into it. They, they're quite crafty. Yeah, they do have a vegan range. It says vegan on the packet for the ones that yeah. are, but not not all of their products are. Yeah, would they oh, say like would they say like meat free and get away with it because they're you're picking an people, ingredient? Yeah, that's education again. People will yeah. think it's it's vegan because it's oh it's corn. It's with the other. It's normally next to the vegan stuff, so you assume it is. But if you look on it, it's normally got milk and eggs. As an outsider, is that I want to ask? Is that is that quite common? 
like uh, in regards to marketing and language used, where you'd assume that it's completely animal product free. I, I, I think so. I what think just so, because yeah. it's just because it says meat, meat free, free? Yeah, it, it might not meet what you're ah, looking but, for. Yeah, where it, of course, got... meat doesn't include dairy, does it? Dairy is a separate no. uh, nutrient. I, don't, I mean, quite a lot of the current ones I see are virtually all vegan because they see that that's the market trend. I think corn is maybe one of the outliers because it's been around longer. Um, and still off of the back of sort of vegetarianism. But the vast majority of, of these kind of products that I see are virtually all vegan. But, of course, it, it makes sense to double-check if, you, if you're worried, you know. And, um, they always have it in bold in the ingredients if there's any milk or eggs or anything like that in it. That is right there, though, goes to show that, you know, <laughs> if you do want to become vegan and you want to double-check your food sources, definitely do your homework because I was fucking clueless then. Yeah, and that's that's it with protein as well. If you, if you are if you wanted to do this for the ethical reasons, and you're saying oh, I can't get enough protein, or that, I think that's literally just down to is, it's lack of wants to educate yourself. Because if you do, I didn't take me that long to realise what I need to eat and what what a good source of protein in, in the plant world. It, it doesn't take that long. If you have the, if you if you want to do it, you will go out and find the information. The thing and it's is, not, we're it's in not a, too hard to find. Really, we're in an age of technology now. You live, yeah, yeah. and I'm I'm not the most computer illiterate, but I have found more than enough shit on the internet. The Instagram people are hamming that because if you haven't got instagram you're basically living under a rock anyway <laughs> um and in that do you know what i mean you all you've got to type is fucking vegan pesky whatever you decide to do whatever your change is you've got enough information in there and enough people put shit out and you, you can kind of you can kind of see the the fake to the, the to the non do you know what i mean you can ask around and information's for in all this there's enough information out there to to start making wise decisions like I, I generally before before we even t- spoke about this two weeks ago, I thought like vegan. You had that slim little fucking rack on the side of Asda where the special bread is. Do you know what I mean? And that that was it. It was like, and then and that was one of the put offs. And that was one of the put offs for me because it was such like you just look at this tiny little aisle where they had like a breadstick and they were like vegan. <laughs> um, you were like sh- you were like shit. There's there's not much of a choice. Ah, what am I gonna do? Ah, my simple life becomes now this drastic ever. I'm chasing food around, but it's not actually like that. I don't you can even you can even get vegan Ben and Jerry's now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, some of the it's, ice cream these days is incredible. It's you, actually you not you bad. Know. It's, it's it's beyond not bad. It, some of it's amazing. Yeah. Some of it is really good, isn't it? My mother-in-law, she's she's vegan, and uh, she she pops out some really good meals. Some 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 of the rats. I'm not going to lie, but some <laughs> meat meat ones are rats too. Okay, you're not perfect. Every meal isn't gorgeous. <laughs> all right. Yeah. But yeah, the vegan fucking ice cream, I'll give you a juice. It is fucking wicked. Do you know what I mean? I'll give you that. It is good. Have you tried the raw one? It's called raw. The picture of a tiger on it. No, no. That is the best one I've had. That's a bit ironic, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I, know, I saw right, you put that on your story, actually. Yeah, that's yeah, quite... it's oh, it's amazing. It's the best vegan ice cream I've had. I think it was on offer in Tesco's at the moment, so everyone's going mad about it. But that one, it's better than Ben and Jerry's. Trust me. Raw. If you li- if you're listening, supply us. <laughs> yeah, give me a sponsorship, <laughs> Raw, please. I just shouted you out. <laughs> there we go you might get a sponsorship from something yeah he'll get a sponsorship we won't fucking get one so right, we're gonna slag it off in a minute anyway so it'll be fine <laughs> oh, oh, fuck's sake but now speaking about price quickly you said it was an offer i've noticed they could be quite cheeky though ben and jerry's if you when i was in asda the other day they had the, the normal dairy one two pound fifty a tub vegan five pound a tub and it was smaller i was outraged Cheap i was like what this is taking i was that was cheeky I, that isn't it but i think i think what they're doing is they can they can play because like vegan is is an, is an ethical thing that most people mm. go because it's like oh I don't want to see animals get out, blah 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 and I get that so they can play on that and I think that's yeah, another I thing agree. that they look at thinking well 
doesn't matter what price we fucking put it at, they will pay it because they have this. I fucking won't. <laughs> I just don't eat, don't eat the ice cream. Well, there are more competitors out there now because they realise. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's a market trend that they don't own the market. Supply and demand. Yeah. Any any other points on protein? Anyone want to say anything more on protein? We'll maybe discuss a bit more when we get to some of the other points. But I think we've spoke about that. Basically, I think the bottom line is is saying there's not enough protein is bullshit. It's not. That's not. A, there's so much. It's not so much a protein, like not enough protein, but it's the the, the content of its the protein composition like loosing etc but i think you know you, you can mitigate anything if you just have like a diverse you know range of protein sources. do your research yeah right we'll move on to the next one which is a bit more of a comical one so soy's got a bit of a bit of a reputation and what i've put down here is soy does not lead to rise in estrogen levels and i put in uh, little hyphens there isoflavones i think it's pronounced and it's a bit it's a big thing everyone thinks oh if you have soy you get, as we said before we just went live it's going to give you tits I mean, Mark, Mark, what's your, from your research into this, what, what, um, what have you found about soy? I mean, I wish it did because I'd be feeding like, <laughs> every woman I met, I'd be feeding uh, uh, soy to. No, I mean, if it did, it'd be the most valuable food on the planet because we'd be doing um, plastic surgeons out of business. But yeah. uh, it does it does definitely contain, yeah, photoestrogens, isoflavins. But the, the actual strength of these things compared to like mammalian estrogen it is so minuscule it, it's not really practical enough to actually eat enough of it to have any effect there, there was like one case study i think it was in china um of a guy who developed gynecomastia you know bitch tits but he was apparently drinking a gallon of soy milk a day a gallon I mean, like yeah a gallon like realistically how much i mean and this what, was just one case what you I mean, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, gynecomastia is, is a, a medical condition, but it usually uh, comes from either teenagers to do like an imbalance of hormones uh, during puberty or like steroid-using bodybuilders um, from upping testosterone, your body upping estrogen as well. You're not going to get it from eating a bit of soy. Um, even if you ate it at practically every meal, it's just not going to be strong enough to have any real uh, effect I think it's one of the myths, isn't it? That if you're worried about having soy as like your main, like a bit a main replacement for your milks or like say things like tofu and a lot, a lot of food is a lot of some of the substitutes out there, like I said, the chicken substitute or the mint substitute, they normally are soy based. So if you're worried about, oh, I'm having too much soy, my, my estrogen level is going to go up. It's, it's it's basically it's not true. I mean, hey, look, it's, it's one of those twenty. If you yeah, want it, get your soy <laughs> games on. <laughs> Drink a okay. gallon. Yeah, gallon a day will fucking square you away. And then on top of that guys you smash a gallon a day for a year or so you get to jump up and down the stairs and watch your titties bounce okay man's dream that there's no downside it was quite good what uh, you know mark said about fucking soy does contain isoflavones blah 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 blah. but like a lot of things the poison is in the dosage so it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's the same reason why we why anti-vaxxers are so anti-vax you know oh there's aluminium or aluminum in vaccines, that's that's fucking mental, ain't it? But it's like yeah. the the poison is in the dosage. So it's like you know, someone might have seen, oh, soy contains this, 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 and and this particular thing is linked to man boobs, or you know, estrogen or lowering your testosterone, etc. But it's like at the end of the day, the poison is in the dosage. It isn't the loads of foods out there, mate. They've always loads yeah. of food out there. It's got loads of dodgy shit in, but we don't notice it because it's not enough of it. Fruit has cyanide in it. <laughs> Photoestrogens are in lots of foods. They're not just in soy. Do you know, they're actually much, much higher in beer than they are in soy. Oh, really? And yet people be knocking back six packs all the time, so they're not really worried about uh, there you go. growing man boobs. Yeah, you get the beer belly. Yeah, the beer belly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and actually, I have seen beer tits. I think that's more just 
people getting fatter from from diet and drinking beer more like i don't think it's from a gynecomastia i think just from yeah now let's have habits, it let's just but... roll with it let's just go with it <laughs> big, big if your tits now you've heard it first chat shit get fit we're saying it big if your tits there you go i mean <laughs> <laughs> but i mean look I've, from the paper i've got here uh, you know this is a paper from 2016 soin health update evaluation on the clinical and epidemiological literature i can't believe i said that in one go without fucking up I'm you know, basically, concerned. they concluded concerns that the estrogen-like properties of isoflavones produce untoward effects in some subpopulations, such as postmenopausal women, are not supported by the clinical and epidemiological research. I fucking said it twice in a row, epidemiological. Because yeah. usually it. I'd be stuttering all over the place. You would be, wouldn't you? Yeah, you've done well there. But that, that's, a good, that's t- a good point to make. That'd take about four takes as well. Yeah, like my fucking <laughs> breakdown in episode two. <laughs> that's because we'll, we'll link that study down below anyway so if you want to have a look yeah. at that 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 basically just what mark said is that uh, sorry i want to quickly solidify there's, there's a little side note here evidence indicates soy foods can be safely consumed by all individuals except those who are allergic to soy protein i mean that goes without saying <laughs> that goes without saying yeah <laughs> You can't, you can't uh, disclaim for humans' uh, yeah. stupidity there. Humans are inherently fucking stupid, so, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's a reason why nuts have a warning label on them saying yeah. may contain nuts. I mean, as a vegan, you've probably seen that, Bill. But <laughs> Fuck's sake. Anyway, right, we've, I'm happy with that. Sorry, we've covered that. So next one, we're going to go with something now, which is kind of um, people use it as sometimes as a positive for going vegan, and I think it's false as well. It's the claim that being vegan means you're going to be healthy. It's a healthier oh, yeah. diet. Yeah. I, I don't think that's true at all. That's I don't think you can make that claim at all because with any diet, it depends on what you eat. There's shit vegan food out there, like you can get vegan pizzas, vegan ice cream. We spoke about just because it's vegan ice cream doesn't mean it's going to give you gains. It's still yeah. got sugar and fat. You can still be a piece calorie. of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you eat. <laughs> Do you know what? Absolutely. Funny enough, um, I was at. Alan Flanagan, um, the nutritional advocate, he I heard him say the exact same thing on a podcast quite a while back where people think that just because they've gone on they've gone to a meat free diet that they're inherently becoming healthy due to their food. But it's like it doesn't matter if you're still having deficiencies and still eating shit, even though it is vegan. Do you know what I mean? So that's quite an interesting one that gets brought up. Because a lot of people do just assume if you cut out meat, cut out dairy and go full vegan. Um, you know, it's inherently healthy no matter what, and it lowers your it's mortality not, rate. It's and it's case, not the case because there's other factors at play. Especially as now as they're trying to appeal to the masses more, as more people are maybe yeah. perhaps going vegan, they're trying to appeal to them to the larger demographics. They're bringing out more vegan chocolates, more vegan. I mean, as Mark was saying, they're bringing out. Uh, yeah, it's been more competitive now, so more brands are bringing out different options, yeah. and, and it's ultra processed. Ultra processed. Um, so obviously when we say veganism is like a, an ethical stance, there's absolutely nothing to do with health in that definition. It's not about health. When we're talking about the health aspect, what we're referring to here and what's, you know, backed up in the studies and, uh, you know, research and reducing disease and things like that, what we're referring to is like a whole foods plant-based diet, right? So, you know, beans and legumes and lentils and fruits and vegetables and whole grains and stuff like that, right? It's not referring to like veggie burgers and vegan pizza and vegan ice cream and stuff like that. Of course, we all like to eat a bit of junk food here and there. Absolutely, everyone does. But yeah, sugar is vegan. Seed oils are vegan. Fat is vegan. You know, there are so many different things that are terrible for you, but are vegan. So yeah, it's not inherently healthy. It's up to you to make the decision to make it healthy. Again, what you what what you and Bill just stated there is the fact that it's information, isn't it? It's education there that people think 
oh, right, if I just go vegan, I'm, I'm going to be the healthiest thing in the fucking world. I'm going to lose weight. It's not, it's yeah, not it's, it's not that case. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're not saying that you, you know, you're not going to improve your health markers because, of course, you, you chances are you, you can improve your health on a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet or any plant... This key word here, plant-based diet. Of course you can because you're increasing things like fiber, micronutrients, um, but it's, it's one of those things where it's not inherently going to lead to good health as well, especially if you're, say, still a smoker or if you're sedentary. Uh, this kind of goes back to our fat but fit episode, Bill, is that there's other factors at play here. I mean, weight as well. I mean, it's quite, I don't want to say it's impossible, but, you know, it's quite hard to be uh, overweight, unhealthily overweight or unhealthily obese at least if you're eating like a plant-based diet however there's other factors at play such as you know in regards to health weight your activity levels smoking stress etc so just because you've gone vegan doesn't necessarily gonna make you you know the ultimate epiphany of uh, not epiphany fucking i've got my words here, the icon of health but at the same time, you chances are that you can improve your health through it because you're now adding things like more fiber. And we know that the population, especially in the UK, they drastically need to improve their fiber intake as it is. I think, don't quote me on this, but I think it's uh, like the average intake is 20 grams of fiber, which is like the fucking absolute minimum of what we should be eating realistically. Touching on there, I think you're right by that point of the fact that nutrition is a key aspect. It is like the foundation of everything. But it's not the only thing. Yeah. I mean, you know I mean? Just, to, just to go more into that, Annex, that's a really good point. And that is, at the moment, there's this ideology that, oh, amongst some people, especially Instagram, oh, food is medicine. And I don't agree with that because you can, <laughs> you could still have absolute dog shit health markers due to other lifestyle factors whilst eating what is considered the overall godsend healthy diet. Do you know what I mean? So no, I disagree that food is medicine. You know, you could still be unhealthy and be a vegan, but at the same time, there's certain things that you're now making dietary changes that can improve your health. But of course, you've got to educate yourself. As we were talking about earlier, you've got to educate it's yourself. all about and, education. Yeah. All about education. Am I actually doing this right? Or am I just doing... Have I got the same bad habits that I had when I was smashing McDonald's, having a cheeky fag, you know, boozing it up every night? And just not doing fucking anything. Mark, I want to ask mm-hmm. you a question, if you don't mind. Yep. Um, so you've been doing it quite a long time. Um, what's what do you feel that's your prob? What's the problem? How do you think that we could we could educate people better? Do you think that there's sort of a base layer that could be potentially put into the school system? Because I didn't fucking I didn't know anything going up through school, it was like, you got a portion of chips and on you went for lunch, you know what I mean? I went off and smoked like loads of fags behind. Uh, I never did food tech or anything like that. Do you think that there's something at school that could be put into place? I mean, the thing is with health, it, it's never considered to be something that's cool, is it? Especially when you're a kid. You, you don't tend to worry about health until you've lost it long, yeah, long true, time yeah. down the line. And, and things that we do are detrimental to our health are not really like instant, you know, like smoking. You don't smoke one fag and then you've got lung cancer the next day. It's something that takes decades and decades and the same with food before it starts to impact you. Um, but yeah, I mean, education is one aspect, but then also I think maybe motivation because some people know things that are healthy for them, but they just have, they couldn't give a shit really, you know, what's healthy. So maybe like role models. Um, yeah. Education and motivation, I think. I mean, it even goes down to a political level as well. 
So in mm. regards to things like uh, you know poverty, etc., where you know sometimes government intervention might be needed. Uh, I know they did something in America. I really wish uh, I could remember what because it's actually in a study. And I'm going to try and find it afterwards, and you can include it in your article, Bill. But American America basically did something where they implemented a scheme where they was to give uh, you know highly nutritious whole foods such as uh, you know fruit and vegetables to families that lived in food deserts and that came from backgrounds of poverty as well so yeah it's one of these things where we could this goes back to the argument i had where i said in a previous episode i think there should be more nutritional education as well as life skills at school however However, it isn't going to work for everyone because even though you can give them the education, they might not necessarily have the tools or be in an area where they're able to access this kind of food. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk, yeah I want to talk about that. We'll talk about that later on, Tom, because I know you've got a quite a big stance on the whole food desert thing. I think it's important to talk to. That moved on quite nicely anyway, too. It's, it's expensive. So, I mean, you've mentioned, you guys have mentioned it before. I've got quite a lot of people on my uh, Instagram story who mentioned it saying that it is expensive. And I think that's just... Uh, I think that's become like a, a popular opinion of it. People hear vegan and go, oh, it's expensive. They don't actually look into it. They just go, oh, that's expensive. I think it has this sort of notion as being this sort of like hipster, celebrity yeah, yeah. Kind, of, kind of thing around it, you know, like eating out all these fancy restaurants with these fancy vegan burgers and stuff like that. But like, if you've ever looked at your basic staple food, these are some of the cheapest foods on the planet. I mean, lentils, for example. Oh, cheap as anything. That is the cheapest protein source you'll find on any food. I mean, I can buy, buy a bag of lentils, a uh, 500 gram bag of lentils is about a pound in the supermarket. That's 125 grams of protein. I mean, find me a, a, another protein source that's as high as that for that price. You won't. You know, beans and uh, chickpeas, most fruits and vegetables, especially if you're going like seasonal or frozen, tend to be fairly cheap. Um, oats are pretty cheap. Nuts and seeds are a bit more expensive, but they're, they're not crazy. So... I don't really see it as as an excuse here. It's more about just the knowledge and the want to make these choices. Obviously, if you're going to be eating, you know, like the vegan Ben and Jerry's, like we said, um, yeah, it's more expensive. But then ice cream is kind of expensive anyway. Regular Ben and Jerry's can be expensive. But uh, the basic kind of staple foods are fairly, fairly cheap. You know, I'm not exactly well off and I manage it. Yeah, but that, that, yeah, but that is, are you a, are you a single man on their own? You know, it, I I, th- I think it could it could be pursued a, a, diff- a different way with the fact that you've got a, a single mum with two kids. I think that moves more into not expense. I think if we keep on the expensive track, because you're talking about different convenience stuff there, I want to talk about that later. But I think if we talk about the expense stuff, just as a monetary value, I think the point Mark's made there is that it's not inherently more expensive if you know what you look at. If yeah, if you're going to go and buy a five pound of Ben and Jerry's, that's not that's not crucial. But if you're wanted to eat like a normal proper meal, it can be done cheap, even cheaper. Just to weigh, on this, weigh in on this, uh, first of all, I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi and Andy's my Luke Skywalker with what you just said, you know, because we're going to the <laughs> yeah, whole okay. socio-economic factors and it so is good, a thing. Yeah. But here's the thing, it's not just about price, it's about other things as well. Um, as, as, as minority as they might be, there are people who simply don't have the tools to prepare fruit and vegetables. I keep saying fruit. I'm going to stop saying fruit now because fruit you just eat out of a fucking pack. But, you know... People don't have the means to prepare vegetables or even simply they might not have the refrigeration space. Uh, you mean, as Annie kind of said, you could be like a young mum where you can only go to the supermarket if you're lucky once a week. You're only able to get to the supermarket once a week. 
but you've then got to have a long fridge life for the food you buy. But here's the thing, you might have a very small fridge. Uh, when I lived, because uh, I, I grew up in a place called the Edgware Road in a council block, and it's an absolute shithole. Um, for reference, it's where it's where the Edgware bombing happened uh, on 7-7 bombings. But yeah, I mean, absolute shithole. And one of my best friends growing up lived in poverty as well, pretty much. And he's, he was a family of one, two, three, four, five, six, a family of six, right? And you know what their fridge was? Their fridge was a Budweiser beer, you know what, like a, like a hip beer cooler. Yeah, I know what you're about. That was yeah. that was their fridge for a family of six. Do you know what I mean? And you can't tell me that they're going to be able to store a week or two weeks worth of food in a beer cooler. So here's the thing: I'm not I'm not I'm not discouraging anyone from you know buying vegetables or going vegan. But we have to realize that there are outliers where for some people it can't happen. And I'm the not, want is there, but yeah. the, the the need not the want the want is there, but the yeah, the, the the how and the do the reality is, is it there? the reality yeah yeah so it's do you know what I mean it's a bloody complicated situation but once again this is where it 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 comes down to socioeconomic factors do you know what I mean and we I mean all all now to four of us are relatively privileged that we can you know we ain't got to worry about fridge space you know although Andy I don't know what it's like for you living on base at the moment I mean I'm, technically. I'm- I'm poor as fuck right now. I'm living, I mean, I'm living on popcorn. Look, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, like, fucking living on an army base can sometimes be classed as a fucking food desert. If yeah, you're a yeah, recruit yeah. Food I'm training, having right now. If you're hell. a recruit in training on Purbright, I mean, there was actually a study, as I, as I mentioned before the podcast, so I'm not going to go after rounds a bit here, but there was a study that showed that the recruits at Purbright weren't getting adequate nutrition or protein intakes even though they were being fucking fed by the army but here's the thing what do they want to do for food outside of the scoff house where you can only go and eat at a certain time and a certain amount of times a day and you're if, if you dare pick up two eggs instead of one you get chased by a lady with bingo wins which i've fucking seen happen she chased someone with a ladle but all, the only other access you have to food would be the spa shop which is yeah, like highly convenient. Sure. God, you have to take out a mortgage if you want to buy a Mars bar, and there's no fruit, there's no veg. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, so things are getting say, better. Your environment, where you are, is a big impact. I mean, Mark, what, what's, what's your opinion on that? Do you, have you ever looked into sort of? Um, well, first of all, like meat and things are not exactly cheap either. I mean, even chicken breast is not particularly cheap, and especially the kind of higher up you go with beef and no, I agree with fish that. and stuff like that. Um, so, and the same issues with refrigeration and stuff in storing that. Um, if anything, plant-based products um, last a bit longer shelf life-wise, I would say. No, they do. And a lot of like the meat replacements and stuff either seem to be around the same price or even slightly cheaper uh, than meat. Often, in my experience, unless you go for like the real like Beyond Burgers, but you don't need that. You can get you know plenty of. I mean, of just in stuff. my defence, I was talking about like whole foods in general, in- including like yeah. meat, which is why those families will tend to go. Families in poverty tend to go more for like uh, highly processed ready meals and stuff like that. Do you know well, I mean, mean, you can, can probably get vegan ready meals these days, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, fruit, you can. Yeah, you can sort of keep uh, a bit, and there's less risk of things like food poisoning, obviously, because you've not got you know the high risk factor foods that. Uh, you're eating obviously you know if you're in a position where you're just going to try and practically you know live what you can but if you still had in your notion that okay i want to try and practically reduce harm then you could still try and do you know the very best that you you could do while still you know it might not have the the vegan tag to it or you know you're going to go to all these vegan events and shout you're vegan but in your mind you're trying to do the best you can practically 
um, with the resources you've got, really. And you, and you can't really say any fairer than that to someone if that's the yeah. situation. No, you know? I'd, I'd agree with that 100%. 100% yeah, so it's about being practical isn't it wherever practically yeah. possible make the changes you think are needed if you can't do it then you've tried your best but you can't that's just life isn't it that's... what I'm saying is not everyone not everyone can kind of like throw all their chips into the pot into becoming full vegan do you know what I mean so everyone, some people can do their bit and that's absolutely respectable but for some people it's not as because here's the thing as well we are creatures of convenience as well at the end of the day and you know for a lot of like uh, families it is convenience trumps everything including ethics do you know what i mean it is what it is <laughs> you know it's shit it's the but world it is what it is it? it is the world so, we're living so me living in poland um what like fucking 3 months ago like and longer like the way they do things it's not like they have convenient like they have the they have like the tescos and sort of well i don't think they have tescos they have their sort of their their version of it but um for them it was like pretty much like every corner shop like every like you could walk 100 meters in any direction and they would have fresh fruit fresh veg it was just like a thing um like what like the shop that we had pretty much outside our house had like their own meat bar but then it had its own vegetable bar and it was it was all there and it was it to be honest if if i was going to go vegan it'd probably be the best time to go there because it was literally like everybody's doing it do you know what? It's funny you say that uh, because where I live, Ryslip, it has a high Polish population uh, due to like immigration from the Second World War where the Polish Air Force came over to fight on behalf of Britain. And um, over the past years, a lot of like uh, Polish grocery stores, like corner stores have been opened up and you can actually see the vast difference between like a traditional UK shop and a Polish shop because you can see they've got f- fresh fruit, vegetables, um, yeah, like this, even like, I know it's, we're talking about veganism here, but even their own kind of little mini butchery as well. But if you go into a corner shop in the UK and it's it's very rarely like that, is it? It is mostly ultra processed, lucky dip, comic book, you know, uh, here's your sweets. <laughs> how many sweets do you yeah. want? <laughs> yeah, how many sweets? It's it's mad how like our, our, our different cultures do affect it as well. I think that's one of the biggest important factors of this whole discussion is, is, is society and different societies, different cultures, and what yeah. people have grown up and what people have been exposed to in their life. And I think that's what, it's hard to yeah. change that. And I think that's what everyone's trying to do and either side is trying to change the way people are thinking. And it is supply and demand at the end of the day. But I mean, as we was kind of talking about with like the vegan ice cream, etc., veganism is becoming more popular. And because of that, like more, more range, more ranges are coming out now in regards to vegan foods. And it's becoming more, it's become more approachable as well, especially for people that are new to the diet as well. You know, or the, the lifestyle, sorry, the or diet or lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, it's becoming more approachable, more friendly. Yeah, I was you know surprised I mean? at how many options there actually were, mate. So when I went over and changed, I was like, right, so normally I'd have this meal. What can I have instead? Well, I want to have a curry tonight. What can I have instead of that? I was like, oh, okay, I can have chickpeas or I can have, they've got a chicken alternative here or they've got, they've got like these weird, I don't know, these, this other sort of chicken. There's loads of different options and I was sort of surprised at how much choice there actually is now. Yeah, so I think it's that, more approachable, like, isn't important. it? Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. Yeah, I think moving on. Then we'll move on to this is one you mentioned, Tom. Actually, so this is quite an interesting point. You said that something you've seen people say is, "Are you looking to gain because you can't get the calories?" So people basically saying it's hard to gain calories, it's hard to gain weight if you're on like a gain cycle or something, and you can't get the calories. I mean, what I think. I mean, Mark, what would you say about that? Because I know you're somebody who um, maybe be in that okay, let's cycle. Let's establish the difference here between like eating for health versus eating for like bulking. Because like bulking and adding muscle is not necessarily something you're doing for health and it's not like the healthiest kind of option 
um, versus just wanting to, you know, have a, a good level of, of health and wellness. Um, in terms of bulking, like you just, obviously it's just down to calories in versus calories out. It's that simple equation. Um, you just oh, have to go for some don't, higher... Don't tell the carnivore lot that. All the keto. Well, <laughs> <laughs> see how many we can trigger today. <laughs> Insulin. <laughs> Sorry, um, Mark, carry on. So, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just going to be a case of trying to find higher calorie options to hit those numbers. Obviously, like your vegetables and stuff are, are very um, fibrous and very filling. And maybe you might have to cut back a little bit on that and try to find more higher calorie foods. I mean, fruits are good. You can make like smoothies. You can pack everything into a smoothie, like fruits and protein powder and oats and peanut butter and all sorts of stuff, soy milk and everything else. That's one way to just get it in really easily. Maybe you want to add a little bit more junk food just to kind of bring it up. Some of the more meat replacements. If you want to do it a bit cleaner, you can go for, say, like dried fruit, nuts and seeds and peanut butter um sauces and things you add to your meal like, i mean i love like pasta and stuff so i can do like massive meals of pasta and sauce yeah, and, veg really and all sorts of stuff it? like that i mean yeah track your track your numbers and just hunt out the kind of higher calorie options it's definitely possible um like we say as we've been going over like it's just to have about that sort of that education really in, in knowing what to choose it's not as simple straight away as just grabbing you know the meat but it's certainly possible. I mean, I manage it and at the kind of body weight that I am. So, Clarence Kennedy, if anybody doesn't know who he is, get on YouTube. Okay, Clarence he's Kennedy. He's a fucking machine. He's probably one of the <laughs> strongest, coolest fucking people ever. An Irish weightlifter. Um, his numbers are he snatches 185 kilos. Okay. His uh, clean is 225. I think his clean and jerk is 220. His deadlift is 340 and his uh, squat is 300. Okay. And he, and he's been vegan since like 2015, 2014 time. Okay, all these numbers are like recent. This is what he's he's done as a vegan. So it sort of kicks out. You you don't become powerful. You don't become stronger. And he's, he, he kicks off and he says uh, quite openly, he says he's never felt as strong as he has done like since being a vegan. You know, he's not, he hasn't felt strong. He's the other way, if you know what I mean. It's like, yeah. He, he didn't know before he could be this strong sort of thing. His calorie intake is 4,000 to 4,500 every day. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> so so straight up on that, I think, like, if you're saying, people are saying, like, oh, you can't do it. It's fucking bullshit. You can't get the calories in. It's bullshit. <laughs> you yeah, fucking just, yeah. can. I managed to train with um, Patrick Bavumian, the, the German strongman. Um, yeah. You may have heard of it, like, vegan yeah. strongman who's in Game Changers, but we won't get into that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I met him at uh, an expo in January and I got the chance to squat with him and I was chatting to him a little bit like picking his brains a little bit um and he said like when he's in been like in bulking competition mode which he isn't anymore because he's retired but he said he was eating 7,000 calories a day Jesus seventh, yeah and, and he was doing like tons and tons of shakes because he was just like this is just like the easiest way of doing it and it's just I'm lazy and I can't be bothered to cook so I'm just gonna slam loads of shakes but I mean obviously he's an extreme example you know enhanced high level athlete but if that guy can do it at that level, like you can certainly hit, you know, yeah. 2,500, 3,000, whatever As you we need. said before, veganism is not inherently healthy. So there, there is unhealthy options, calorie-dense options like pizzas and stuff out there. So you can eat, if you want to get your calories you on, well, go smash a vegan like... pizza. That's still got 1,000 plus calories in it. You ain't got... <laughs> at the end of the day, for building muscle, like you need to get those calories in. Like it, it, that's yeah. just the, the fact of the matter. Like I say, it's not about health at that, that aspect, but it is about hitting those numbers. But you don't have to do that forever, but... If you want to, you know, if you want to gain, whatever it takes. Yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, this is where it comes down to education again, because you know, when previously you was you was mentioning like certain foods you can eat on a vegan diet to gain that highly calorific, but before you mentioned those foods, I was looking at it from like a a biased view of what I thought. The first thing that comes to my mind when I think of a vegan diet is high volumous carbohydrate plant based food. So one I means things like broccoli, things like a you know, yeah broccoli and high volume vegetables things that straight away in my head i'm thinking god i'm going to really struggle to eat the amount of volume of this food to get my calories in but then mark when you started talking you about other food sources there was one macronutrient that kept popping up and it's one of those things where my tunnel vision shifted in my peripheral vision i saw oh hang a minute there's a lot of fats there you know macronutrients fats which are you know nine calories per gram of fat so they're quite calorific and you make the same things like uh, you know nuts etc seeds you know but as i said it's one of those things where straight away my biases when someone said getting uh, your calories in on a vegan diet i was like oh fucking hell, am i going to consume this amount of greenery but actually look away <laughs> yeah, from the tunnel vision no, <laughs> look away from the tunnel vision and there's a lot of fat sources as well going back to greenery even things like avocados etc which are highly calorific oh, yeah. you know i mean so yeah it's not just a case of for anyone that has got tunnel vision like me, you know, look away from the greens and look at your fats as well. And that's a good way to get calories. And as you said, you can condense that into a less voluminous food. So when I say volume, I mean the amount. We just lost time. Hello? I think I lost we've, you. Uh, you well, yeah, we've lost time, Mark. Yeah, we've got no, you Tom's fucking we've got right. you, Mark. Tom's gone fucking rogue <laughs> this time. He's pausing like it. He's deep in thought. He's just pausing our screen. Yeah. For, for He's having a real good thing. Us. If you could see this, <laughs> yeah. you'd see... It's sort of a toilet picture, isn't so, it? Like, so far, we've got we've got we've got a map of a a map of Mark's rough location, and we've got Tom pause in deep thought. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, hey, mate! Welcome back, Tom. Right, where did I, where did I cut off at? I've got no idea, mate. I I've think no you were saying about we're, um, we're greeneries being high volume and uh... tunnel vision. I think tunnel vision is the most important. Yeah, point. yeah. But yeah, basically, look away from your tunnel vision. Stop thinking about greenery, etc., and start thinking of your fats. So you've got things like peanut butter, seeds, and even some oils as well at the end of the day. And you can condense them into a... There are ways to increase your calorie intake on a plant-based diet, let's say, or a vegan diet, without having to consume a lot of volume. You will be consuming volume, but there are other ways you could get condensed calories in. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so I think we've I think we've covered that one there. Um, yeah, it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? If you, as long as you're planning out your diet properly, if you've got a goal... You will find out what you need to do. You just need to educate yourself a little bit more. Next one, this is a big one. This is, I, I would have thought it would have been stopped talking about as the evidence has been coming out, but lack of things like vitamin B12, um, vitamin Ds, you know, that, them sort of, basically the key vitamins and stuff. Like, and cal- we'll throw calcium in as well. That's another one that people think. Some, so a lot of these vitamins and nutrients that people are saying you're going to automatically be deficient on if you are vegan. Mark, what's your, what's your input bullshit. on this then? <laughs> well, okay, so B12, there's some sort of dispute around uh the sort of origin of this one whether we used to get it from say like the soil and um not washing our hands and uh, drinking water and things like that before we sanitized everything and there's some dispute as whether no it was only ever got from animal products the fact is it seems to be relatively low in our food system whether you eat meat or not and quite often animals are supplemented with it or they're supplemented with it in their food um so it can be something that can affect not just vegans but omnivores as well um nowadays it isn't so much of an issue i mean even if you're vegan you might not necessarily have to supplement 
there are some food sources that have it like a nutritional yeast which i, I put that on everything yeah, i love, that I love it brilliant it's really good uh, yeah. Marmite is a source of it. There are a few things like oh, seaweed no. and certain mushrooms. All the milks, have Mark. Have you well. noticed all the milks as well? All the plant-based that's, milks. Yeah, that's just yeah, what I was about to B12. say. Is that oh, wait, yeah, because everyone's become so paranoid about this like B12, they've, they've fortified it into just about everything. Yeah. Yeah, so every everything. single plant milk, virtually every single meat replacement, bread, cereal, Yeah, fortified cereals. Yeah, it's everywhere. So it's, it's probably hard not to have enough. difficult <laughs> now not to have enough. You might still want to supplement it just to be on the safe side, and particularly if you know if you're like an athlete and you really want to like optimize um, your nutrition. But yeah, nowadays it's not really an issue. Um, another one with vitamin D. That's another one that's sort of fortified in. And animal products are not particularly that high in it anyway. We're supposed like, to get it from the sun. A lot of people in the UK are actually vitamin D deficient, aren't they? Yeah, so, yeah. Because we're supposed to get it from the sun, right? But I mean, our weather is you know pretty up and down, so. That is one that's probably worth supplementing because it does seem quite important for health outcomes. The general population in general should probably supplement with vitamin D, no matter what yeah. their dietary pattern is. <laughs> yeah, and um, particularly if you're a person of colour as well, because you won't absorb it from the sun if you live in somewhere like the Absolutely. UK as well. So very, very important for that one. And it seems to be important nowadays around with COVID. Um, there seems to be issues around that with... Um, it being more susceptible in people of colour and perhaps the vitamin D is is wondering whether that's a factor in the immune system. I mean, even um, night shift workers, you know, it's... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things. But it's some of those things where it's, it's a good general consensus to just say, yeah, it just... And, if and you a lot of vegan food it, has it added in anyway, doesn't it? So yeah, that's, it's, it's been fortified into lots of things now. Do you well. think Do you think it's just one of the counter-arguments that, like vegan vegans turned up and it's like okay what points can we have a go at a man do you think it's just think, one of them i think it's one of these things that people like to use as like a nature sort of thing and i'm sure we'll get into this in you know if we're meant to eat meat or not um you know that oh you can't find this naturally in nature therefore you're not supposed to eat it well to be honest i couldn't give a shit whether i can find it in nature or not the fact is i can eat it without having yeah. to kill animals therefore um yeah. yeah. i'm, I'm good it's not yeah. an issue you know yeah I mean, the appeal to nature fallacy is exactly that. It is a fallacy. I mean, humans weren't meant to fly, but we, you know, have airplanes. You know, we have fucking cars. We we yeah. are communicating right now via radio waves. I mean, even our even our food system is so far away from natural. Even if you eat meat, the meat you eat is not anything like what you find in nature. I mean, it's all been selectively bred. It's had antibiotics and things added to it. The f- Look at, what is it? Uh, is it America that bleaches their chicken? Yeah, they bleach. Yeah, yeah the chlor- yeah, chlorophoid yeah. chicken or something is that? You know I mean? I've heard about this, yeah. 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 yeah as I said, the food is so far away from nature and it's, it's, it's got to the point now, isn't it, where nothing Isn't it like really chickens aren't actually, anymore? isn't chickens like not like... <laughs> like <laughs> chickens have <laughs> been like, go. no, but I'm talking like... You trying to say chickens mod- aren't real, Andy? You tell yeah, me, they, you used to not. strangle them or whatever yeah. you used to so do. So they've been... They've been like modified, haven't they, over the over the time? They've been selectively like, bred, and so they're yeah. about sort of five times the size of what they would have naturally been. They also produce <laughs> about ten times the amount of eggs that they would naturally produce in the wild. Yeah, because well. yeah. normal, like you see one back in the day or something, like you see a picture of them, they look like rats. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. stood up <laughs> rats. They're just skin, skinny little, yeah. Yeah, they look like they're, they're on ketamine, um, like- and they're just. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, Brilliant. what fucking animal to pick? I've, I've got a question to ask you, all of you. I mean, would you rather fight a rat-sized chicken or ten chicken size? No, hang on, yeah. <laughs> would you would you rather fight what? one rat's? No, would you rather fight one chicken-sized rat or ten Ooh. rat-sized chickens? 
Oh, the chicken sized well, rat because that would well, be small, won't it? Well, these guys ain't going to fight, are they? Because they want to make friends with it. But, but me, but you, you get safety <laughs> yeah. in numbers. <laughs> <laughs> safety in numbers. Yeah, fuck it. Right, we've we've gone off on a tangent there. We'll, we'll keep on this little theme then. So we spoke about like the vitamin B twelve, vitamin D. What about calcium? Because people are saying, oh well, if you're not having milk, you're not having cow's milk, you're not well, having any calcium. The- on the same one of this as like the dairy industry seems to have got hold of this like calcium thing and they've marketed the fuck out of it to be like, what can we say is good about calcium? Calcium, yeah, let's get on it. I mean, if we're going to go with, with like nature, are you going to argue that cow's milk is natural? It's natural for humans to suck another animal's tits. Not really, you know? Wow. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit weird. But, you know, yeah, we absolutely uh, need calcium, but there are lots of plant-based sources of calcium in, in vegetables. It's that subjectiveness of what we find weird out in the day. I mean, I'm sure for some people, like, the image of drinking milk that's come from the tit of another animal is weird. And, yeah, it can be weird. But I also find it weird that my car drives on the corpses of dinosaurs. That's what, that's what <laughs> yeah, petrol yeah. is at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. It's, it's subjective, isn't it, of what is weird. But, I mean, if you want sources of calcium on a plant-based diet, lots of green leafy vegetables, uh, kale, and once again, uh, all the milk spinach, being supplemented with it anyway. Uh, pak choy is probably the highest one if you've ever had that. Um, like I do like pak choy, yeah. Uh, soya and tofu have it. Oats have it. Um, some nuts and seeds have it as well. And, again, it's one that's starting to get fortified into things as well. So. Yeah, well, look at all the milks. If you look at all the milks out in the shop now, they've all got the exact same amount of calcium as normal dairy milk, but they've actually got nutrient-wise, I'd probably say it's better for you in terms of lower sugar, um, lower levels of saturated fat, protein's pretty much on par with the dairy milk. Um, and then, as I said, the calcium's exactly the same as well. So I think it, in terms of... It just doesn't taste right with my cup of tea, though. You can get these like, barista ones. I mean, I don't really drink tea, but there's these barista ones that apparently... How, really how, good, how, right? Are you even English, Mark? I know, right? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> get out. Oh, no, hang Andy, a minute. Can, Andy... I just, can I just clarify? You was talking about, like... Oat milk and almond. Would you talk about plant-based milk in your tea? Yeah. Oh, okay. I fucking had the have image you tried in my head. That? I've not. I have, but I had to. Give... I thought you guys were talking about having leafy greens in your tea. No, <laughs> no that's no. why I was so outraged because <laughs> I had an image in my head of Andy stirring his tea with broccoli sprout. <laughs> what I want to say to this, is I think, it's a really important point about the teas and the milks and stuff, is that because we we're so used to being brought up with yes. normal dairy milk in our teas, we're used to the taste of it. You're used to the taste of these milks in your coffees, your teas. When you change that. It's so noticeable that you're like, no, that's not for me. I'm not having that anymore. But over time, you'll get you'll get adjusted to it. And now I have oat milk in my tea, and it tastes fine. I'm, I'm happy with it now. It's, it's not exactly the same as like I was an a- a- avid defender on putting two lumps of sugar in my tea, and then it was just over over time, like how much damage is this actually doing to my face and my teeth and that. Okay, I'm gonna cut it out for like three to four months. I was like, this is shit. Like, how do yeah, people exactly, do used this? To it. But now it's like I wouldn't think of it any other way. Yeah, you're right. It, it's a time thing, and I think. I mean, the thing is. I have had a, I, I do use plant-based milk sometimes, but it's his thing like, I don't use it for things like my tea or coffee because it, to me, it doesn't taste right. It doesn't taste right. But I would happily have plant-based milk with my cereal, which I do have. I do have. My favourite is hazelnut milk, that on yeah, cereal, like with oats or porridge oh, tank. I love that. Yeah. So hazelnut, good. that hazelnut hits different. Yeah. yeah, we we hit yeah. up oat milk, oat milk in our house. The only reason we have cow's milk is because good I'm, thing about hazelnut, it's just got that creamy texture. Oat milk, yeah, quite, oat, oat milk's quite creamy actually as well. Yeah, but it's not as creamy though, is it? It's quite. I I, I think compared to it, it's quite thi- a quite thin thin product. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, but that's because I said it. If you look at the contents of like things like fat and stuff, it is normally lower, and it's 
you know so i mean plant-based milks are, are are you know they are quite accessible to the general population as well yeah they're yeah. everywhere they, now they have they are, um, yeah they're coming down like, in price as well yeah they're, they're, like quid a carton isn't it i think yeah, yeah i mean that, if you go yeah. to asda sometimes they're on offer two for one as well and i mean they they have quite long shelf lives as well yeah, you know huge, so yeah, that's job, something right. that is quite accessible to general population and it's definitely something that I'd say to people, you know, give it a go. And there's so many different options now that you can't say, oh, I don't like it. Because have you tried all of them? Because there is quite a few different ones. There's, yeah. there's obviously got sweetened versions, unsweetened versions. You've got yeah. different types of those versions. Yeah. So I was big on making, I used to make my own homemade granola and uh, fucking honey, like all the nuts, uh, rolled oats. I loved it. Loved making it. I used to make a batch every Sunday. Uh, and then I'd have oat milk with that. And it, that was the shit, the absolute shit and i was like i could do vegan this is fucking mega if i can eat this three times a day i'm fucking sound we'd have to cut out the honey but we'll uh we'll whoa whoa that one. all right back yeah. off all right one, one step at a time <laughs> i knew i was gonna get that reaction i was, wait, I was waiting mark. i knew I was it to say that, mark. <laughs> do you know what that's actually a really that's honey's a favorite of mine to go to in regards to the people that uh say oh you know all processed food is bad just inherently processed inherently bad and you go what about honey but honey's natural yeah, it's, that's it's a not part of nature. Like, mm, <laughs> it's it's, honey is honey is naturally processed by bees. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If if you think drinking from a cow's tit is weird, you're you're drinking the uh, bee vomit. The, that one. Yeah, bee 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 spew. I'm down. It tastes yeah. fucking well nice. Bee spunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said bee spew, but if you want to go down that route, oh, I said <laughs> yeah. spunk. No, no, I'm happy with that, Bill. I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm down. I'm, I've got it now. Oh. <laughs> Stick that on your Cheerios. <laughs> right, lads, before we go into the end of it, because well, the last point I want to we'll go into is why can't I want to talk about why we can't all be vegan, just to solidify that point. Before we go into that, I want to just go through all the points that people are making on my the, the, the question I asked on Instagram yesterday. So I said I was going to go through them all, so I'm going to do it. So we'll start with the first one. We've got Tony. Um, he's basically said the lack of understanding and a constant barrage of media on it. And then he's put cavemen didn't have it. So I think we've covered the first bit about understanding and the constant barrage of media, but what's our opinion on cavemen didn't have it? I mean, once again, that's that appeal to nature fallacy, isn't it? But yeah, this time I, it's on the flip side. It's you know, How cave, fucking long ago were cavemen do, about? Do, do you drive a car? Do you drive a car? Did cavemen drive cars? I mean, cavemen were whacking each other the head with clubs and raping each other and killing each other's villages and, and all this stuff. I mean, we don't do that kind of stuff today, but I don't really live my life based on what cavemen did, you know? I'm, we're in 2020. We're not in. Uh, not not all of us. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, that's a difficult one because isn't it? Is there something called the caveman diet? I mean, we could do an episode. Yeah, meat, yeah, 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 yeah. Caveman diet. Yeah, meat and potato. Hey, uh, paleo. Just, just fucking meat and potato. That's all you do. My brother's. That's that like my, a weird way of living, isn't it? I don't my brother's that way. He's just he just meat potato, meat potato. The paleo diet to... is such a fucking meme because the whole point of it is you <laughs> eat like a caveman. So you, you know you, you never fucking cook it. You just. If, if you are going to cook it, you've got to cook it over a spitfire in your garden. <laughs> but it's become such a meme now that you can get paleo waffles, paleo Pop-Tarts. Because like, cavemen had them, right? When yeah. The, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a caveman drawing on a wall, you know, of a fucking Pop-Tart. I, I, again, I think we're just, we're, people just cherry pick. What they want to, what they want to hear. Um, yeah. Carry on, Bill, mate. Carry on. Yeah, next on, uh, Kez, friend of the show. Um, we actually did an episode for him last week about uh, BCAAs, but he's put basically, he's, he's been blunt, he's been honest, he's put, he enjoys eating meat. And if you enjoy something, no one could tell you otherwise. But if you, it's it's entirely up to what your stance is on, on the industry as a whole. But if he enjoys no, eating meat, then. That. 
Yeah, I mean, Go I think just that from a moral from a moral aspect is to say that okay, you get you obtain some sort of pleasure from from eating meat, right? Your sensory pleasure to you is more important than say the life of the animal. But I mean, we can't really use our own pleasure as a justification for creating a victim. I mean, sex feels good, but we can't justify raping people because it feels good for us. Yeah, you know, so you can't really put the your importance as as something it tastes nice above that of there's a, there's a definite victim here. You know, the animal has had to suffer and die for you to have that. I mean, some things are more important, you know. But yeah, like yeah, I say, I it's absolutely his choice to make that, but there is always a victim that comes with that choice. Would he have the same opinion on I just fucking love me is if if he had to kill that animal? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Maybe it is different having done it yourself. Because we don't see it, because... Because we're literally getting it in a packet. Maybe we're not registering that that was an animal. Do you know what I mean? Society, we know it's an animal, whole, but it's that just... is society. Disenfranchised like, from it. Yeah. It's not. It's not Can I just make a, a quick thing on this? Yeah, go on. Uh, sorry, like years and years ago, about uh, when I was about 18, about 12 years ago, I actually, I used to do like uh, survival weekends and things. So I have actually had to snare rabbits and kill them and eat them and stuff. So I'm not preaching this from a position of, you know, being this like perfect human being who's never you know, hurt an animal, like, yeah, I have. And I realised, you know, the unnecessary, like how unnecessary it is having done that, you know? So th- this is not, it is very much like behind closed doors for most people. But even myself having done that, I decided to change because I saw that, you know, it, it wasn't really necessary. It's, it's, wrong, definitely di- so. it's definitely differently when you do it with your own hands, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And, and it is still, you know, I still think about it sometimes now. And it's kind of, you know, it, it's horrible. It's horrible. But, you know, our opinions can change over time. Nah, as, yeah, definitely. As we're presented definitely. with new information, yeah, you know. Yeah, 100%. You can't always be stuck in how, you know, I was a manly caveman back then. I'm like, no, I can decide to live differently, you know. Uh, next one. Someone put, not having a good enough reason to justify the change. So that's, I think, if someone did their homework on the ethical side of it, I think, I think I personally think that's a justify enough reason for change. Watch some, not... some of the documentaries and you'll yeah. be probably mortified, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. In terms of health reasons, I wouldn't say it's hard. It's, I, I would argue it's hard to justify because I'd say on any diet, if you do the right planning and you and you're on and you know you you're, you're doing the right research into it, nothing. I wouldn't say any diet superior really, as long as you get no, nothing. No, there's not a one diet for everyone. Yeah, so I, 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 I agree say, with that. You can't justify on that point, but I think ethical, right? Ethically, if you do the right research and you still can't justify it, that's your choice. But I think that that's something to look into. Uh, next one, someone says price. We we spoke about price, so hopefully that'll answer that question. Someone's this is a good one actually. The lack of good options for training, and they mentioned here traveling. They said options when traveling are hard. This is somebody's in the military, so I'm thinking they're talking about when they're up and down the country or something, or they're going around everywhere. It's quite hard in a traveling standpoint when sometimes you don't have access to large supermarkets and you've only got access to maybe what the chef in this little area is making oh, yeah. are we talking about food got? deserts that definitely don't exist yeah. so <laughs> yeah. so i've got one on that there's a veggie there's a veggie here she's ta she's on a course here and she come into the scoff house yesterday morning or the day before and the woman was like what do you want she was like have you got anything veggie and the sort of was like oh i think we've got veggie burgers would be about 15 minutes and it was such a like oh my god fucking hell and there was no option for her i think she had like three of these sausages just slammed on a plate and that was it for her and i was like fucking hell you know because yeah i think it's... that's a difficult aspect the traveling aspect as well i think you said obviously they've that person who's at your camp now has obviously traveled in like temporarily and i think yeah i mean what would you, mark have you got any sort of thoughts on this about the accessibility of travel is that just something we need to work on it's going to be something that's going to be a bit more challenging to find depending on you know where you're traveling to and all the rest of it 
it's just, I suppose, trying to plan ahead, trying to do the best you can. You know, can you meal prep? Can you bring things in advance? What have you got access to? Um, it's getting better. And as it becomes more kind of mainstream, you'll have more options and things available. Um, but yeah, you you can't just, you know, answer that on, on every basis in every situation case by case you know it's just yeah just trying to do really the best you can yeah um, wherever practical isn't it yeah yeah i wouldn't necessarily feel bad for example if i was somewhere and i've had to go and there was literally one little shop somewhere and i had to eat food i'm not going to go and be like oh i can't eat now i'm gonna have to starve all night now but, but at the end of the day if you need to eat you need to eat if there's only one option available that's the option you've got but yeah. if you can practically make that choice to choose something that's vegan then me personally i would choose that but then if it's not there then i'm not going to lose sleep over it you know it's uh next one no this is another one basically saying they like meat too much they reckon it's all about a balanced diet now i think they're thinking balanced in terms of the types of food but when i think of balance i'm thinking of the nutrient the nutritional yeah like contents of the food that's what you yeah, yeah. balance i can get the same balanced diet you know from a plant-based diet i can get the exact same nutrients that are in meat from from everywhere else so i can still create a balanced diet um ethically doesn't obviously have the impact yeah on I, th- the, I think he's gone from the point of balanced as in the types of food not the what actually balanced means is you know that circle you get at school do you know the circle yeah. when you've got like this much of meat this much of veg this much of potatoes that sort of easy potentially looking mm. at that sort of point where yeah, maybe, actually yeah. it is part of my balanced diet because this is what the government's saying is part of a balanced diet this much of that this much of that this much of that where actually it's not exactly. that really it's the nutritional context of this food the fats the pro what's actually in it. that's the balance you're looking for not the, the, the actual you know type. so this one uh they've said lack of protein working off one gram for one pound i think we spoke about the protein enough so i think i answered that one they said Mate, lack of taste, lack, of, fle- it, lack of flexibility when eating out so lack of taste for one that's just education you can easily make decent taste of food there's loads of options out there now which taste good i think that's just something you need to look into lack of flexibility when eating out that's an important one what do you think about that then eating out lack of flexibility there's i mean there's quite a lot of like okay you've got like your specialist you know hipster vegan uh restaurants and stuff but most restaurants now have kind of jumped on the trend because they realize there's a buck to be made. You can find a vegan option in the vast majority of places you go. I mean, even, you know, even your fast food places, even uh, KFC and Burger King and stuff are bringing out options. But, you know, you go to a Harvester, Weatherspoons, whatever you're going to, you go, you can find a vegan option. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, once again, it comes down to, it comes down to supply and demand and where there's no longer as much of a stigma in veganism and veganism is becoming more popular the demand is becoming more therefore the supply is becoming more i mean as you said like it dug in ron that is more you do get like the hipster vegan places but even traditional restaurants etc you are getting more of an option now if you even go somewhere like tgi fridays now there's yeah they've got a whole there's, there's more yeah. there's more vegan options on there now than there was say 20 years ago Speaking as an old bastard. Yeah. I think so I think the point they've made is a lack of education. They're just basically saying, Oh, there's a lack of flexibility when eating out because they're they if you actually look, think about it and actually look at what actually is happening in reality, there is actually a lot of options out there now because of that supply and demand thing. Um and then they finish their point with lack of cheese. Ah, uh, cheese will get people doing all sorts of crazy shit. Cheese has a yeah, power che- over people, I suppose. Yeah, cheese it does taste good. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> quite partial to a, a good cheese board. Yeah, that was the hardest one for me to give up. That was very... yeah. I mean, I've even heard things cheese. to suggest that cheese has this kind of addictive, uh, what they call it, casomorphines in it that has, you know, t- 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 hits that kind of uh, pleasure center of the brain to kind of get you craving it. Uh, there are alternatives. For me, nutritional yeast just hits the spot. 
that that's it for me like that that kind of covers it there are like vegan cheeses i'm not really a fan to be honest maybe for some yeah, people there some of them are right, okay but they have, that, they've, they have or, a little bit of a yeah. weird taste don't they but you know if not you're prepared if you're doing it for ethical reasons you're prepared to, to do away with that one thing because you understand that the cruelty that goes behind that is not worth it but you know what even if you weren't even if you were like you know what i agree with veganism and all this but i just can't fucking live without cheese well okay go vegan except just keep cheese right you're not officially vegan but you're doing the best that you're you're willing to do you were doing better than you were the other day yeah no i I think that's true in it i mean yeah as long as you're doing doing something's better than nothing i suppose yeah yeah Yeah. do you know what it doesn't have to be the all or nothing rule yeah and here's the thing that obviously both sides of the both sides of the coin can be quite militant you've got the militant vegans then you've got the anti-vegans that are militant as well Oh, you know, it's it's one of those things where you can meet both ways, and if you want to cross over onto the full side of veganism, fantastic! It's a stepping stone. Do you know what I mean? You want cheese, eat cheese. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't got to be an all or nothing rule, but it gives you that choice of a pathway. Next one. Speaking of cheese, someone's literally just put. This is all they've put. They've put cheeseburgers. They put cheeseburgers. That's you can get some good tasting vegan burgers if you're if you're that bothered, you know. You can. I'm, I'm, I'm having some on Saturday actually. They're really nice. There's a lot of yeah. options now. There's about I think there's about five different companies now which are quite mainstream that offer different variants. Even like the really cheap ones protein. in Tesco's I had like were amazing. The they one there was like one pound fifty in Tesco. They were so good. I keep going to say corn burgers, but I know that it's not vegan. Nah, so corn, it corn is not really. But the, the ultimate burger by corn that's vegan and that is that is really nice. Oh, oh there you go. You look out for that one. Oh, Mark, have you had the uh, the oomph burger before? No, I've not tried anything by then. I've yet, got that actually. for Saturday, actually. I want to. Yeah, that that was something that was expensive. I will give him that. That was a fucking yeah. expensive. But I wanted to try it, and I was like, oh, it's more expensive than the. They've got all but... sorts of. They've got ribs and all sorts of stuff, but I've not tried any of their products. Sounds yet. like two CrossFitters have just tipped up. <laughs> <laughs> What's your fan time? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andy, fuck off. <laughs> but, like, right. Sorry, sorry, guys. It's gonna get edited anyway. You're gonna be like, that's oh, fucking not going in. No, nope, that's uh, definitely stated. Yeah, it is stated. Right, next one then. So this is on the on the uh, the topic of burgers. They've put lack of Mackey's beer and meat. Beer's vegan, but yeah, beer. I mean, I don't I don't know what beer you're eating. What steak beer? I don't, I don't know. Lack of Mackey's. I mean, as we said before, if you go to places like I mean, it's not Mackey's, but Burger King and stuff, they've actually got really good tasting alternatives now. But yeah, if you think Mackey's is worth it in terms of ethically, then that's your choice. But yeah, fucking hell, Mackey's. Mm, I'm not even sure that's even meat that you're eating. I would <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking Mr. Sweeney grinding up fucking people. Something like that. Yeah. It's fucking rat. Like, the thing, isn't it? The people not think how much, how they're managing to do that, how they managed to pump out so much meat so quickly to so many places. Do they not think how's that even possible? Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's like propriety blends. <laughs> yeah, propriety <laughs> blends. It, you know, it's a bit like swilled with water, um, especially amongst chicken. So, I mean, that's quite an interesting one, actually, is that, I mean, maybe we could do an episode on processed food one day, but here's the thing i don't have anything against processed food you know i had a kfc yesterday at the drive-thru um so if that's offended anyone but like you look at you look at a chicken burger or you look at the chicken that's in a chicken burger in a kfc and you look at the size of it and you you compare it to the protein content of the exact same size of just pure chicken breast you'd get in say asda and you said the protein content is extremely low if you've gone something like my fitness pal and the reason why is because it's it's inflated with water it's injected pretty much oh my god Got a bit of army talk here, but horror bags. Have you ever oh. looked? Have you ever looked at the nutritional content on the back of a pork sausage roll? It's like two percent pork. Two <laughs> <laughs> percent pork. 
I don't want other half is fucking hell. They might as well make it vegan of that, right? Fuck me. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Even the Greg's one ain't too bad if you've tried that Greg's sausage. Oh, the vegan Greg, yeah, the one that calls up. Yeah, it's not bad. Why did it cause up, roll? Why? What was that? Oh, everyone went mad, didn't they? Said, "Why are Vex doing no, the, a vegan it, sausage roll?" It was Why the steak bake, wasn't it? Everyone lost their shit at that. I put that in a video the other day because, like, all, all the all the boomers and that got so offended. But you can't call it vegan because it says steak bake on the name. Like, mate, calm down. It's just the name. Like, it's the opposite side of the coin of, milit- of militants, isn't it? It's not just yeah. it's not just a oh militant vegan. You get you know the militant anti-vegan as well yeah. you know it's it's well it's fins isn't it it's crazy isn't it and i think that goes back to the stigma this this person also put as long as the mackie's beer and meat they put and the stigma behind it i think that's started slowly yeah. fading away now yeah people are starting yeah. to realize it's not some hippie dippy fucking thing you have to do to be i mean i don't even talk about it really i mean this no, is the first I, I didn't know it to most people. Fucking... you didn't even um, know i mean that can be admittedly that can be a bit off-putting and to be honest with you i i say it's not just about veganism but any kind of diet where people let their so I, I keep jumping ahead here. I know you said like vegan, veganism is more of a ethical lifestyle than a diet, but in regards to talking about it as a dietary lifestyle, is people let their diet become their personality, and not just in regards to being a vegan, but paleo, carnivore, keto. It almost takes over their life, and don't get me wrong, it is an important part of their life. But it's almost as if like you're no longer talking to a person. You're just I'm no longer talking to John from the pub. I'm talking to that fucking carnivore guy. I'm talking to that fucking militant vegan. I'm talking to that fucking, if it fits your macros, nutcase. You know, it, it takes over their life. And no, yeah, but I mean, the stigmatism is, you know, getting less. Probably because people like the carnivores have fucking taken over in regards to being stigmatised. There's actually a common enemy now. There's a common enemy and we need to unite. Yeah, I think that stigma is definitely going down. It's, it's a good, it's a good, it's a step in the right direction because it gets it puts people off of it less in a way. If they ever wanted to try it before, they might have been scared of the stigma, but now it's kind of like who gives a fuck? Do what you want to do, you know. Um, what else we got? Okay, here we go. We've got some more. Oh, this is a brilliant one. This one, good friend of mine, Ed. I said I was going to mention it. He put it's too much effort to cultivate my beautiful biceps on a vegan diet. <laughs> So, fuck's sake, this guy, he loves himself. But no, I think that just talked about the protein. He's obviously talking about he's not going to get enough protein for his gains, whatever. So I think we've covered that one anyway. So that's a, that's a, that's one that one covered. Next one is someone, another one. The love of steak, bro. So that's another person who just loves meat. Fair enough. I mean, if you think it's more important than the ethical side, that's that's your decision. Great. Um, but there's obviously alternatives now. You can actually get vegan steak now. I've never, I haven't actually tried it. I've got I've actually got some in the fridge that I'm going to try on Saturday in, in a burger. We'll see how, that, see how that goes. I'll let you know. If it tastes any good. Have you had vegan steak for Mark? No, he's gone. Oh, fucking hell. Mark's been oh, gone, gone for the past he's gone to half buy, hour. He's gone, to buy, <laughs> he's gone to buy some vegan steak. Oh, he's back. He's back in the room. Have you had vegan steak before, Mark? No, I've not. I've seen it, but I don't know if it's any good. I wanted to make a point on that, that your bodybuilding, mate. The one about the biceps. Yeah, beautiful uh, biceps like, on a vegan diet. If you're into bodybuilding, like it requires a fair amount of effort and prep like around your nutrition. So you should be used... like With the vegan doing it as a, a vegan it's more or less the same just with changing foods but it requires effort anyway if that's what you're into as a fitness like you're not looking for the most convenient and easiest option you know if you're into bodybuilding you purposely are going to have to plan meals and things so it's not really much different in that regard yeah so someone's put here lack of available lack of available meat alternatives with good macro balance and current costs so i think we've addressed all those points really i, f- I feel that's an old school look at it that's something that maybe it's been in the past people thought there's lack of alternatives but now i think if you go into a supermarket and you're saying there's a lack of alternatives you're probably in a very shit supermarket um mm. could that be where they live 
you know, it's 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 a convenience type thing because if you're I know this person doesn't town, live under a rock, so I'd be I'd most of us live that... within like a, a Tesco's, like yeah, most of us, yeah. Do, yeah. especially in the UK. I mean, unless you're in like the Channel Islands or something, the vast majority of us I do have know got access. You know, I, I do know where you're coming from, Andy, because obviously I'm the one that preaches it. But it's one of those things where not everyone's like that, but there are going to be outliers where people are like yeah, that. Yeah, of course. But once again, it's one of those things where we do live in the information age. You you can access Google and just learn, just simply type in diversified vegan food sources. Do you know what I mean? The thing as well is like, Instagram is pretty, you know, dominant in the food porn genre, <laughs> hashtag. You know, simply going to things like Instagram in particular is a great way to kind of, you, you can see some sexy vegan meals there, I'm assuming. That's not that's not a, a term I, I know that some of our listeners are going to enjoy, you know, sexy vegan, because, you know, we've got to be anti-vegan militant now. But, you know, I mean, um, it's, it's one of those things where you just, it comes down to education again, learning how to diversify your food sources. It's not just about oh, it's all going to be leafy greens, it's all just going to be carbohydrates and low protein, low fat. As Mark said earlier on in the podcast, there's other macronutrient sources in a plant-based diet, nut butters, etc. Just peanuts in general. You know, it's things that you can add into a meal, but also you can just snack on throughout the day as well. You've got to do your research, haven't you, really? Um yeah, I just touch on a point there about macros. They mentioned macros yeah, in that uh, thing. Obviously, like a lot of these plant-based meats have not got like the exact same macros as maybe meat does. But you don't have to look at foods as terms of like, this food is just protein, this food is just carbs, this food is just fats. You can look at a food as like a meat replacement. Okay, it's got protein, but it's got also got a little bit of carbs. Or even with whole foods like lentils, okay, it's got a decent amount of protein. It's also got carbs as well. So you just factor that into your overall diet. You know, don't have as much rice with it then if you know this is higher in carbs or something like that. So you can still hit the same kind of macro numbers. You just have to kind of adapt your meals uh, around that. Uh, next one we kind of spoke this earlier actually they said i've gone all or nothing which makes you crave food that's not vegan i should turn vegan sorry so they've, they've identified a problem and kind of solved it themselves there it's something you have to do gradually i mean we spoke about it earlier so i won't touch it again but yes yeah, a gradual change i wouldn't do it all in one go could just go insane but make swaps little swaps here and there and then over time just gradually adjust yourself to it it's probably the best way of making it sustainable this person's put not being fully aware of what protein sources i can rely on unsure of what vitamins to take to supplement and habit i think the first two we've covered but habit i think is crucial people we are you know we are creatures of habit aren't we and people have been brought up in a society where they've been told as you said oh a portion of meat veg potatoes whatever you know that's and that's it's habit people some people don't like change and i think that's and it could be quite it could be quite hard for people to do it if say like you lived say if you're like 20 years old you live with your parents you've got a sister and a brother or whatever and you decide to turn vegan, it's mm, yeah, yeah. still in your face. Like it's easier to change when it's it's everything in around you's changed, you know? Cause like, yeah, if I'm doing it like once or twice a week, I'm gonna prep that and I'm gonna have it in a certain way that my meat free meal is it's it's gonna be the only thing that I'm worried about. But if you've got other things coming in at you, it might make it a lot harder. That's why it's important to sort of reach out to like the wider community. And one, you know, great thing about us having phones is we can we can do that. Um, don't just rely on just the people around you because you might start getting you know criticism of people asking questions. You can go and talk to people online. You can make friends. You can go to events and stuff. Slide in my DMs if you want. You know, some oh, advice. oh um, yeah. <laughs> do it like you know. Give yourself a support network as well. Don't just rely that you feel like you're the only one alone and everyone else is against you. 
make friends, we're find people who are digital age, on aren't we? Kind of so so who can help to get you, online you know? now, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good point in regards to like exiting your special social circle and going to other groups to discuss as well. I mean, this is what I mean by echo chambers. And you don't want to be in an echo chamber because if you're in an echo chamber, you're only ever going to share each other's exact same opinions. And if you are, say, a part of a militant group, whether it be vegan or anti-vegan or carnivore or keto, and you refuse to leave your echo chamber of whatever group you've decided to embed yourself in, you're never going to hear different opinions. So those those groups' opinions might be there's no other way. It's all or nothing. But you might, you know, objectively think and come to our podcast and hear a discussion and say, okay, so it hasn't got to be all or nothing, but maybe I can gradually transition. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those things where you have to be a critical thinker. You have to think objectively. It's not all or nothing. You've got to listen to different different views. And the problem with certain diets being an ideology for some people is that sometimes, you know, it just doesn't allow for that. But, you know, you've, you've got to. You've got to think critically, especially when there's so many fucking polarising scientific articles on the subject of any diet. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That's a really good point, I think, is get out of those echo chambers and get out there and explore and educate yourself because edu- we keep, I don't know I keep saying it's education but you need to educate yourself and that's the only way you can truly there's no point just sticking with what you think because things are always changing evidence is always coming out new stuff's always coming out so you need to constantly keep yourself educated and stop living in your little bubble of what you think is right and what you think is wrong etc so. but fuck keto lo <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, I just want to say that weirdos you know? yeah if I could just touch on that it's, it's what I call like a, a vegan circle jerk um, yeah. you know, basically, yeah. everyone just agrees with everyone which is yeah. why I, I try to i don't want my instagram to just turn into that where everyone just agrees with everyone it's why even amongst veganism there is a quite wide range of opinion and i like to have that kind of diverse opinion some people might not agree with my take on things some vegans might not agree with it and that's fine we can have differences of opinion but yeah i think it's good to to diversify um your options obviously you're going to stick to your your morals if it's important to you but to not just be having everyone agreeing with everyone, because even if you're trying to help people um, and spread, you know, the word and maybe help more people go vegan, if the only people that ever follow you are vegan and the only people you ever follow are vegan, everyone's just agreeing with everyone and you're not actually helping anyone, are you? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good thing. I think this episode's quite important, actually, is like me, me and Mark are obviously on that, that, that vegan side of the corner and then obviously Tom and Andy are on the other side. So I think it's good we've got, we're not hey, an echo chamber at all, are we? I'm, so. I'm on the other side, but I'm sat on the fence, all right? I, I get you. I hear you. Slide into Mark's DMs and he'll get you over. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I like honey too much, man. I'm not doing it. Sorry. (laughs) If you keep just keep honey and go everything else, man, you're doing fantastic work. All right, don't call me out on it, fucking on the airway. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) out. Fucking you, fucking. (laughs) We're on the other side, but we have non-aggression packs. (laughs) Yeah, you know, (laughs) non-aggression. Start a peace treaty for now. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, next, last one then this is quite a long one I actually um, got into, I got him to sort of elaborate their point on me on, on DMs because it's quite a quite a big point Let's the one you sent me yeah. yeah I think it's one I sent you actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so you go they, they've put the human body has been through million, uh, millions of years of evolution it's an amazing species with ability to break down essential minerals and vitamins from all food groups but requiring certain macros and micros from specific food groups to neglect or completely eradicate a certain food group from its destined path is irresponsible and unnatural. 
Yes, we do have the ability to break down uh, and absorb plant-based food, but the writing is on the wall. We cannot, like all herbivores, break down the cellular of a plant effectively and turn it into glycogen. We vary our diet and utilise all food groups to essentially be the best version of our body, or best, very best our body can be. Sorry. So, he, so he's saying he eats every... He eats every type of food out there. He eats everything. That's, <laughs> That's what, what he, it sounds he's, like. Yeah. He's literally just said he eats everything. Every, the other, yeah. the other, other white meat. <laughs> everything. He, he, if it's if if it goes in, he's had it or he has it. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I'm sorry. He seems like a nice guy, but I'm pretty sure there's like, isn't there like ten thousand fucking types of plant-based food that we have only ever tried so many or there's fucking food out there we've never even seen or. So that is. Can I uh, can I go off on one on that one? Yes, yeah, go please do. So so, um, humans are not rudimentary herbivores, right? We're not like cows. We can't digest grass and break down cellulose, right? We're omnivores, and some people may disagree and try to argue with herbivores. I think we're omnivores, uh, based on you know the science and that, but which means we're able to survive on meat. We can eat meat and digest it and gain nutrients from it, but we can also eat plants and digest them and gain the nutrients from them. Not grass, but there are lots and lots of edible plants that humans can eat. So choosing to be vegan is a moral choice rather than one of out of necessity because you, you're not, you can survive without having to eat meat, so it becomes a choice, and a choice which in, involves you know, inflicting cruelty on animals. So we're in a position now, I mean, he's just appealing to nature massively, so you know we've done this for millions of years i mean we've done lots of horrible shit for millions of years we don't need to keep doing it i don't you know base my morals on what cavemen did um and we've we've come quite far look at say the last maybe like 100 years or so we've come quite far like morally as a species and i would argue it's quite natural for humans to kind of develop morality over time i mean like 100 years ago we were all racist and homophobic yeah, and all the rest of it a good point yeah but um you know, nowadays we, we see that and we look to do better. Um, and I think veganism is kind of a step in doing better because we realize that it's no longer a necessity. When you're a caveman, it was necessity to eat meat. But in the modern life with like the resources and the things that we've got, it's no longer a necessity because there's no essential nutrient or vitamin that's in meat that we definitely have to eat or we're going to imminently die. So it becomes a choice where I can choose not to have to harm animals and I can be just as healthy and in my experience, just as strong um, being vegan. So yeah, that's just what I wanted to say uh, on that guy's uh, response. Yeah. So go on, Tom, what, you got anything to add, mate? Yeah, I, I actually agree with a lot of that. Um, you know, I, I'd say we're omnivores. Of course, of course we are. I mean, you know, we've, we've been living off of meat and plant-based foods for fucking donkey's years. Uh, no offense to donkey's. Or the vegans, but yeah, I mean, like, it's it's one of those things where we, as humans, we can adapt. We can adapt not just in regards to you know physiologically, you know, but also in regards to what we eat as well. So, so when I say that, I don't mean you know like we're going to eventually we will be able to eat rocks. You know, I mean you know maybe we will. Who knows? Evolution's a funny thing. But, you know, we can, uh, we, 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 we are adaptable. We are adaptable as humans. Obviously, over millions and millions of years, as we evolve, we become more adaptable to what our digestive system can handle as well. And, you know, whether that be plants or meat, you know, cool. I'm not going to say, uh, oh, we're, we're herbivores, because otherwise we'll be getting fucked over by eating meat. I'm not going to say that we're carnivores, because we'll be getting fucked over by eating plant-based foods. 
But it's one of those things where, I mean, the ethical side is a whole different rabbit hole to go down. It is. It does come down to a choice at the end of the day. It does come down to a choice, but it's it's a lot more complicated because it's not just about convenience. I mean, animal husbandry and you know the the, the, the animal market. It's it's deeply ingrained not just in our culture, not even in the West. Other countries are deeply ingrained in their religion, their rituals, you know, their culture. I mean, there's there's some places where women are not allowed to work in certain businesses, but there's a loophole where they're allowed to own livestock and that would be their livelihoods we would take from them if we were to suddenly just disband animal husbandry overnight. So it's one of those things where, look, at the end of the day, it is a fucking... It, it, it is an evil at the end of the day, isn't it? Is it a necessary evil? I don't know. It's an argument to be made there, but it's bloody complicated. But I'm not yeah, going to sit here and say, you know, it's absolutely fine to, you know, fucking kill animals because at the end of the day, it is an inherent evil. We're causing unnecessary harm to... Well, here's the thing. I'm saying unnecessary. We're causing harm, which is bad, but for some places, it's necessary if, if you know, people want to make a living or if, I mean, it's one of those things where is religion necessary in regards to how, you know, animals are treated in that regard? It's, it's a bloody, it's complicated, isn't it? Yeah, it's a complicated. It needs to be a gradual change, I think. It needs to, we need to have, like, support networks and there needs to be, like, actual proper planning and implementation of, of a change. You can't, as I said, overnight would cause absolute catastrophe, but it needs there needs to be things done put, put it this way, how controversial would it be if I was to point to certain religions and say you're an absolute cunt for doing this to an animal when there's no need for it. It's not even <laughs> yeah. like you're eating the animal. I would be fucking crucified. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of those things where... What, what religion yeah. would you say that to? If you, uh, if you were going to say it to a religion, what religion would you say it how, to? I'm going <laughs> to fucking pull the plug now. Pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, there's no I, Tom. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I tell you what, carnivore. The carnivore religion. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a complicated subject. For me slightly controversial but for me the the victim comes before the culture and that's i don't just apply that to veganism i would also apply that to say uh women as well you know if they're being oppressed in a particular religion um i would say that their oppression is more important to end than the, is the culture uh that's in that and that's their conditioning um so i would say the victim is more important i always think about the victim rather than the you know interfering people's cultures and religions yes we should be free you know to follow our own religion and our own culture but not at the expense of victims in in my case people may disagree with that but that's kind of what i think but i'm also like i'm not i'm also not out here like picking on like you know the third world here my main gripe is with like the huge scale of animal industry and the huge yeah impact that that has and in anything that's actually detrimental to the third world because often it's their land which is being freaking raped and pillaged to feed animals and graze them and stuff um so i've not got a problem with you know the lonely goat herder it you know in india or something i'm like that that's not my gripe my gripe is more the huge animal uh factory farms and industries could and do something mcdonald's different. and all the rest of it yeah yeah, that, that is a bigger thing for us to worry about than it is, you know, say, the local village that has, you know, a few cows or something like that, yeah. Would a good word to use be the normalised industrialization of it, if that makes sense, mm. yeah. Where it's on a mass yeah. scale and it's for it's no longer for necessity, but for the pleasure of eating in the Western world, let's say. Absolutely. Yeah, See, I, yeah. I, I do think that overall it is, it is like you say, Bill, it's, it's, it is getting, like, not... 
demonised anymore. It's not like, oh, fucking hell, he's a vegan. Stand fast, give him some grass. It's not that way inclined anymore of anything like that. It's more a case of, okay, there are more coming out of the woodwork. They are just... they You're just fitting in. Because you'd have to say that there was a stigma against it. Like, you'd go in a room and it'd be like... You'd sit down and they'd be like, I'm a vegan! You know, it's that sort of statement of saying, hey, I'm a vegan. <laughs> Got to talk about it, yeah. Yeah, and say that, it's, say that about CrossFitters. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's exactly the same. It's sort of dying down. Uh, people are settling to it. It's becoming a normal thing. Like you say... I went to Ascatalia before I before I moved, uh, and I had a soup that was vegan. Didn't even know it was just fucking delicious. And uh, Paula was like, "You do know that's vegan?" I was like, "Get the fuck, get the fuck out of here!" So I spat it out and like pushed it away. No, I didn't really. I ate it all. It's delicious, but it's becoming more mainstream that it's there in our faces, and it's just it's just. And like you say, if if it is going to be an evolutionary type thing, if it's just going to be. It will happen. It will happen over time. It's not a thing that happens overnight. It will take time. And people are there saying, I would like to try it. Give it a go. Whether it's whether it's one meal a week, not one day. Start super small, you know, where it won't have too much in effect. You will feel good about it. Maybe that one that one meal change a week might make boost your confidence a little bit and think, actually, I'm I feel like I'm doing a little doing a good thing here. And then that one turns into two. That two turns into a day. The day turns into two or three days. That might sit with you for a couple of months. And then eventually, because no one's forcing it down your throat, no one's making a big issue of it, it becomes a natural thing that you just progress. Am I right? I just want to finish kind of one little point here as well, is that Mark mentioned it earlier, was how things things back in the day would have been acceptable and now they're not. And I think this is the same with this. Like back then, we talk about the racism stuff, about the color, you know, people, colored people, especially American stuff, how it was normal to not let them sit down on a bus or it was normal to treat them like fucking slaves or something. Like that's a, that was a normal thing. No one, no one batted an eyelid. Everyone, obviously, there was activists towards the end. But I'm linking that. Obviously, it's not, it's not completely the same, but it's similar. We're all, we're all animals. But that, it was okay to treat them like shit and that was fine but now we're like oh why the fuck do we ever do that maybe maybe we're on the same path with the animals maybe you've got the people who are saying oh nah fucking shoot them like shit I want to eat them but there's the activists slowly coming in now making more of a making more of a voice it's become more normalised and maybe it'll get to the point where it's not acceptable anymore we'll look back in a hundred years and be like fucking I remember when they used to just like fucking I don't know they used to like rape cows for their milk and shit like that and they used to you know fucking like chop the beaks off of chickens just so they could have some eggs and stuff like that maybe we'll look back on that and be like oh why do we do that? You know, that, maybe that could be the way forward. I don't, know if, I don't know if you disagree with me on that point, but maybe that maybe that could happen in years to years to come. I mean, no, it's, you know, I'm not going to say that's not the case because it could be. I mean, at the end of the day, we now look back at some of the horrendous things. Society look at things like bloodletting, you know, or you know, leeches on the, you know, to draw out bad blood. Do you know what? I look at chiropractors now, and I think, fuck me, you know. <laughs> People actually used to, I say used to believe that shit, they still exist. Hopefully in 100 years, chiropractors won't exist. I can't wait for that episode. There'll just be a bad memory. But (laughs) But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's one of those things where we might look back in the future in hindsight and say, Jesus, what what were we doing? What were we doing? Well, we didn't need to. I mean, look at at the tobacco industry. Look at the tobacco industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, cigarettes are actually fucking, in some places, advertised as healthy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, menthol cigarettes for your health. That weren't that long ago, do you know what I mean? And now we look back on it however many years later and we're yeah, thinking, Jesus Christ, what the fuck are we doing? And we're slowly phasing it out, if you think about it. You know, in the UK at least, cigarettes are hidden behind counters. 
and uh, some countries have got blank packaging. So who's to say in a hundred, you know, well, I'm not gonna say a hundred, because it would take a long time. If it was to happen, it would take a long time to dismantle that, you know, the the meat industry. But you know, but a step in the right direction. Back and, nonetheless, yeah, it's a step in the right direction. We'll look back at like as you said, the cigarettes. People will look back and be like, why did people smoke those things that yeah. cause inherent why, harm? Why would you? Why would you? Why put we do that? that? Gives you cancer. You know, it's a society and, norm. We 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 literally are creatures where we we love like sheep. We're like sheep, aren't we? Fucking, we love yeah, it. We love being follow. part of a little herd, a little group, yeah. and that's it. it is a, a I mean, it is a, a weird thing, isn't it? The ethics of it, where we say, "Oh, I love dogs. I love cats," but then we look at, "Oh, fucking hell! Look what's happening in China in the wet markets." Yeah, disgusting. You know, to dogs. I'll just quickly it's, jump it's in there, Tom. I've got a really good point. I'm surprised they mentioned it at the start now. On one of my polls, I did it was quite cheeky. I mean, when people hear this, they'll be right up. They answered it, but I said, "Do you consider yourself an animal lover?" <laughs> And eighty-one percent of people said yes. So when I say when I say animal lover, that love is a strong word, isn't it? You must like love animals. You don't you don't you want to harm them. You'd like you know you love them. And then the next question was, are you vegan slash follow a vegan diet? And then it was eighty-eight percent said no. So the majority of those Weird, people said they are an animal lover, but then on the opposite side, they're saying that. And I, I think that's just probably down to lack of education and desensitisation. Would you have a cow? Would you have a cow in your living room on your sofa and petting it? <laughs> no, I'd have a I'd have a pig. Pigs are supposed to be quite uh, sanitary animals, aren't they? Is it? Yeah, like the the little they're, they're very intelligence-wise. They're on par with dogs. Like intelligent. They, I've seen pigs online, like doing tricks and stuff. Like they're very smart animals. Um, cows maybe not so much, but then I still don't feel the desire to want to bolt gun it in the head. Like I can just kind of leave yeah. it in its field to do its thing. Like I don't have to be my pet, but I'm, I'm going to leave them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, but could that be a reason? Like because because we domesticate cats and dogs so much that they are pets and it's and you look at look um, in china the they sheep. fucking eat dogs yeah and you know I mean? we're like we're, we're gone by it we? yeah other countries like delhi that is it fucking delhi that look at a cow as being like uh, sacred sacred yeah. you know yeah do you know what Crazy. actually mm. i just want to say something there is a really really good book on this whole subject of uh, eat, uh animal eating animals for ethics in the farm industry and it's called sacred cow okay I've only read snippets of it. I need to read the full thing, but um, it's check it out. You know, it it, admittedly it is biased towards defending the farming industry, but once again, objectively thinking, you can kind of like look at it and take away what you think is, you know, realistic. You know, but I mean, it's one of those things. Like going back to domesticated animals. I mean, dogs. We've we've fucked over dogs really because dogs are descendants of the wolf, actually, aren't they? You know, and look what we've done to them. Look at the the sausage dog, the dash hound. You know, we. We had not going to uh, see them in nature, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> sausage dog cut Fucking about. sausage dog chasing these, down these a cow. These proud alpha animals, <laughs> and now look what we've done to yeah. them. Look at the pug. Yeah. The pug is a genetic fucking monstrosity. They can't even breathe properly. That's why they have so many problems. There's so many breathing. Yeah, they're just, they're just fucked. I mean, once again, this is humans being inherent arseholes by breathing nice into that. Nice one, society. You <laughs> fucked yeah, it. Yeah. Look what you've done. You've introduced pugs. <laughs> Fuck you, human. But also, as well, like I mean, they um, are cute though. Why even the fuck? Pigs? Why the fuck are we here? Why? <laughs> We're used to God, not very good, are we? If there is a god, he's looking down. Thinking, what, <laughs> what the, the fuck, fuck have you done? Have I done? <laughs> not what have I? <laughs> but it's, uh, even pigs, like some pigs are domesticated. Like you, uh, there was the case of micro pigs, so miniature pigs as pets. But celebrities were buying what they were thought were micro pigs. It turns out they weren't. Pig, didn't it? They were just buying baby pigs that then grew <laughs> yeah. into real fucking massive pigs. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> I love that. Makes me laugh, that. Um, I just wanted to touch on a point we made just a little while ago. Um, we said about, you know, moving towards this, like, vegan world or, like, you know, vegan food system. Um, 
sure, like we might see that as like, you know, the end goal maybe in, you know, hundreds of years or something. But I just wanted to say that it's not as much as we can see that as the end goal. It doesn't mean that you as an individual can't make a difference. People think they're just so, I don't know, insignificant as we're individuals in such a big yeah. part of the world. Everyone thinks that they're small changes that make a difference. It always takes one person to start something big. If you look back in history, all these big things that happen, like, I don't know, back in the racism thing, what's that What's that? Uh, that woman's name? That uh, black lady, the one who started the massive uprising in America. Oh, Rosa Parks. Yeah, That's, Rosa Parks. Yeah. That's one individual who started well, a massive thing, and that's because she decided to make a change. So to say that individual choice is insignificant, I think it's bullshit. History in, in general, you know, is it's always been small things that have led up to big things, both good and bad. I mean, fucking hell, if we want to go down the dark route, look at what happened with the, the Third Reich. Fucking hell. That was accumulation of tiny things that led into one of the biggest fucking atrocities the world's ever seen. Do you know what I mean? But, I mean, it's... In regards to animals and, like, putting some on a pedestal more than others, so, like, oh... Is a dog worth more than a cow ethically? It is. It's one of those things where, well, at what point is one animal worth more than another? Because there is the argument as well in regards to well, if we was to get rid of the meat industry, we'd have to increase the farming industry. And I've heard the argument that the farming industry is not exactly innocent in this because in regards to combine harvesters, we'll have more, you know, field deaths as well. Things like badgers. Will be destroying habitats as well as the actual just general killings as well. Things like mice, but is a mouse worth less than a pig? It's one of those things, isn't it? Let me go off on one on this one, right? No, no, um, go for it. What are the cows and the pigs and the chickens and the turkeys? What are they eating? Feed. Yeah, crops. And where does that come from? Crops. They the the feed for animals, the crops that uh, make up the feed for animals, is far greater than the crops that we have for humans. Um, I think it's around sixty percent. Um, so if you didn't have the farm, you didn't have the animal agriculture, the actual cropland needed to feed humans would probably be less if you took out the aspect of growing crops for uh, cattle. And um, often for like cattle and, uh, and, and chickens and pigs and things, it's a lot of monocropping. It's a lot of the same kinds of crops over and over, corn and wheat and soy. Um, so if you didn't have to do that, you could have much more variety of crops, which would have much more biodiversity, which would be much better for the environment than just having the same few crops that you're using to give to the animal to then eat the animal. So it's kind of a less efficient process. So there is a lot of data around uh, veganism and around the environment as it being sort of like the single biggest thing you can do on an individual basis um, to reduce your impact on the environment. So it, it'd actually be better um with just crops than if we um fed those crops that we already have to cows and and uh chickens and pigs and things yeah i've actually seen a lot of data on that to be honest that that's a that's a big one that a lot of people say that oh but what happens what happens when we have to get rid of all the animals we're gonna have loads of fields of soy and stuff but then as you said that's not the case at all is it there's most of the crops in the world you can look it up if you don't believe it yourself you can look it up there's most of the crops and stuff is to feed the, the animal industry so yeah if we yeah. get rid of that yeah. i think it will make it will make a difference Anything to add on that, Tom, Andy? You've got anything no, else you've said about point. that? Or? And obviously there's, um, like you said about, um, sorry, uh, combine harvesters and things. Like, there, it's why we always go back to that definition of like, as far as what's practical and possible, because it is impossible to prevent 100% of all harm that you're going to cause in this world. You know, through your, your food, the environment, you know, you can walk outside and step on an ant. 
But me doing that doesn't justify me then, you know, slitting the throat of a pig because that would be like a an appeal to futility, right? You're saying, oh, what's the point of of doing anything if I can't be 100% perfect? But we don't really use that to in any other logic, really. It's about trying to do the very best you can and you can make a very dramatic difference between just being vegan versus a diet high in animal products. There may be, you know, some insects, some mice perhaps, but it's still going to be significantly less than if you're purposely eating lots of animal products practically possible i think is a key takeaway of this i think if yeah. we're going to summarize yeah. now to sort of finish up the episode is i think if you're going to do it uh do it for the right reasons obviously but do it gradually to make sure it's sustainable and wherever it's practically possible i won't get too hung up on it so for example if you go somewhere with your family and let's say let's, let's say for quite a small example you're you've you've met a new, you've got a new partner they take you to their house to meet their parents their parents are cooking you a meal they didn't know you're vegan i mean practically possible i wouldn't start getting hung up on things like that and losing your mind over it you know is it it's when you make your choices that that's what matters really they've the probably got it's a house plant possible. around somewhere you could have <laughs> just start eating the plants <laughs> in the house. but you get what i mean though you know what i mean you're not going to turn to a parent to go you know what i mean it, it's it's one of those things in it where practically possible i think yeah, that's you no, can do what you can right do you're right you're, you're right on that that's a that's a good point um i, I think you you were going down the road of people get very much like vegan 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 do you know what i mean and so any any anything that is you want to last for a long period of time takes time to get in that situation you know um so don't don't try and be perfect from day one like and you might and also like you might fuck up sometimes you might accidentally eat something that you thought was vegan and isn't or whatever but that doesn't mean you need to just throw the whole thing away just acknowledge be like oh i didn't realize that okay i'll endeavor to do better next time you don't have to yeah. just suddenly be like oh no i've ruined it oh i'm a terrible person oh i'm just gonna go and eat 10 hamburgers now like yeah stick with it we fuck up everyone fucks up from time to time but you can still keep with that human nature and just endeavor to try and do the best you can yeah it's like if you accidentally run someone over in your car you don't go oh shit i better go run over 10 more people now <laughs> think, you know what ah, it fuck it, why not? get back in the car no one's seen me quick drive off <laughs> yeah tomorrow's another day i don't know if this is a true story or not oh. <laughs> this is why the fucking birds are watching you tom <laughs> has anyone got any final points to add on the, the topic yeah i mean vegan? In, in regards to health i mean sure it can increase your health markers mainly because you're going to be increasing your micronutrient intake your vitamins and your minerals you're going to increase your fiber intake which is a big big point because you know low uh, low fiber intake is heavily correlated with things like colorectal uh, colorectal cancer etc uh, even things like um, weight control i mean you know we do have evidence and uh, stats that do say that those that tend to switch to a heavily plant based diet probably because it doesn't contain a lot more voluminous food you know it's uh, probably a quite a good way to kind of control your weight or to at least lose weight um doesn't mean you're going to be inherently healthy no because of the reasons we mentioned uh you know there's other factors at play such as you know things like exercise activity in general other habits such as smoking even drugs it's no good bragging about being a vegan if you're snorting lines every friday night um but no it's uh, too many of them to be honest yes it is it is a point um but that's in regards to like a general population in regards to the athletic population, which is something we didn't really touch on, um, I mean, you there's this there's this whole stigma about you can't be an athlete and be vegan. That is bollocks. That is absolute bollocks. I mean, there are things I'd recommend. Um, 
So we've already mentioned like supplement and vitamin D. Uh, in regards to, especially if you're resistance training, I'd recommend supplementing with something like uh, creatine, creatine uh, because that is something we tend to get from animal products. So yeah, supplement with creatine. Um, you know, if you want to buffer, maybe some beta alanine as well, something like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to jump in here, Tom. Though yeah, you mentioned it, creatine and beta alanine, saying that oh, they're animal products, but even non-vegans supplement them anyway. So that just goes to show that you probably yeah. don't get enough from a non-plant-based diet anyway. No, no it's not so much that you, you don't get enough, but you can increase your stores. Yeah, you can okay. increase your creatine stores. That's the kind yeah. of point I'm getting there. But yeah, I mean, um, you know, yeah, that's pretty much my summary on it. Yeah, cheers, that, mate. Uh, thanks everyone getting involved. It's quite a, it's a bloody long episode that, but I think it needed the attention because there's, there's a lot to it. I mean, obviously, performance wise, health wise, ethically. Yeah, I think it needed it needed that attention anyway. Uh, cheers, that, Mark. Really appreciate having you on board this week. Um, Thank really you. Really good. Thank you. Thanks for the yeah. uh, the platform. Yeah. Can I just say, like, if anyone who's listening um, is curious, is on the fence, by all means, drop me a message and I'll try and help uh, any way I can. I am in the process of trying to write up sort of like a guide. Um, to try to help people transition aimed at sort of like uh, gym goers and athletes and stuff. Um, I don't know when I'll be able to finish that, but yeah, if anyone wants some advice, by all means drop me a message and I'll, I'll try and help them as best I can. That's brilliant. Yeah, let us know when you get that done, mate, and we'll, uh, we'll share that. That sounds like a good little bit of notes. Yeah, we'll put his um, Instagram down. It's at, at strong to be useful. Uh, we'll put it down in the uh, in the podcast show notes so you can go straight to there. Always putting out good content about it, really. If you're vegan or not, it's just good training. It's good to see some uh, pretty crazy trainers all swinging from trees and the like. Um, <laughs> it's all I can do at the moment. We haven't got any yeah, gym. no gyms in that, yeah. Oh, it's been announced yeah, today, though. You guys heard 25th, the news. 25th, 25th of July. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't know in what capacity. Yeah. But. So I would, I would, I'm going to be a dick about this, but I'm going to say that a CrossFit gym, sort of that box mentality where you have an abundance of the same kit will do better than a, like a life gym, somewhere like where they might just have like one rack of weights where everything's got to be sprayed and every time, you know, where it's... Queuing up for a squat rack. Yeah, it's it's going to be, I think that's going to be a harder one to process than if there's fucking 15 squat racks, 15 barbells, you can have 15 people as long as the space is right. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a bit, it's going to be a bit of a weird one. I'm not quite sure what it's going to look like, but I'm, I'm keeping my options open with several different gyms as to how this is going to work. And I'm probably yeah. still going to keep doing some of this home stuff as well. So we'll just adapt really, you know, adapt and overcome. That's what we do, we adapt, yeah. don't we? We adapt. Absolutely. I do. Got a fucking barbell in my room. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I went. I went to point to my chin up bar, and it's fucking gone. <laughs> Where's my fucking chin up bar gone? Is Ralphie there? Is he? The cat ain't taken, has he? No, no. Do you know what? Uh, I've been back in London now for two days, and the cat. I've, I've, I've given him to me uh, mum for now to look after. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off. Uh, just for just you know, I'm not quite ready for him yet. <laughs> 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 little shit caused absolute drama didn't he on that episode fucking hell right yeah cheers for that guys um, cheers for that Mark really thanks good. for coming on good thank conversation you. thanks for having me thanks for listening definitely uh, definitely going to have to have you on again vegan points there if you want to if you want anything related to training or you know stuff yeah absolutely, subjects, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, absolutely yeah, yeah. sure plenty of topics again since we get into that yeah. anyway uh, speak to you again soon guys See you take later. it easy See gentlemen you. bye if you've got on this far fair play it was a bloody long one as always, though, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate all of your support. Another huge thank you to Mark for joining us this week. It was really interesting hearing what he had to say, and hopefully we as a collective have managed to educate you all on the topic of going on a vegan diet slash lifestyle. If you want to hear more of Mark and see what he's up to, then head over to his Instagram, at strong to be useful, where he has loads of training content, and he also offers loads of ideas for vegan food, which I've actually found useful myself. 
If you've got any questions or comebacks to anything we've said in this episode, please get in touch and we will do the best we can to, to address them issues or questions. Uh, so yeah, we will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.